Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's up, John? How's it going? It's going pretty good. Good. That's good. Yeah. You've had some. Uh, you've had some life events. Yeah, bought in a the house. past uh, past week. Yeah, also tough. First, first largest amount of money I've ever seen leave my bank account at once. It's pretty. It's pretty taunting. <laughs> it's like, wait, you want freak how out. much? <laughs> no, it didn't freak me out. Um, but it's just weird. It's very weird. Like I don't think you've ever. I don't think you'll. I think this goes for most people who own a home. It's the most money you'll ever buy. You'll ever spend in your life. And I don't care how it's much money you have. Again, I don't. I, if you're Jeff Bezos, I would assume that his largest one-time purchase, personally, is a home. Even for Jeff Bezos, what was the first like major, like relatively speaking, right? What's the first thing that you remember where you spent like a lot of money on a thing? Relative, my TV. I when I bought a when I bought a flat screen forty inch Sony uh, TV HD TV. This was in two thousand and eight. When I moved to New York, I remember that. Like I, I scoured over every detail of that TV. I looked at it. It was cost me two grand or something like that. And at the time, you're just like, yeah, this is my first large purchase. I remember putting it in the car in the, or sorry, in the taxi on the way home, like turning it on and watching. I believe Mojo was the name of the channel. The HD. There's like two HD channels. Mojo was one of them. Um, and it's just like concerts in HD. Yeah, I remember that. Like it was, it was my TV. It's the last. One that I really remember, to be honest. After that, it sort of all became, you know, like, yeah, okay. You spend X amount of money to buy a car or buy something. Like, yeah. it's not as, it's not as like, oh, God, look at, but like the TV, I just remember it being like, Man, I don't think I've ever spent two grand on anything. Proportionally, yeah. Proportionally to yeah. your bank account at the time. That's, that's yeah, the question, absolutely. right? Yeah. For me, I think it was my, my PS3. Cause I bought yeah, that the, uh, like, I guess it was the summer after it came out or maybe the spring after it came out. I basically like, the whole reason I bought it was super weird too. I was just like, this, this is the kind of logic that goes through my head. I had like two HD, I had like two HDMI ports, but two consoles. And I bought, I bought it, and I was like, if or I had like three consoles, I was like, wait a minute, if I get rid of two and then make it one, then all of a sudden I can make this work. So it was even after some trade-ins, but you're still talking like, you know, how how old was I at the time? I don't know. Like I was just about to turn eighteen, I guess. So. You know, to have about like four hundred dollars leave your bank account at one point is just like ah, I don't know. Just seemed seemed like a lot. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's got to be like that. I mean, maybe a plane ticket back then as well. Like the first time you buy a plane ticket on your own to fly home for Christmas, you realize how expensive that stuff is. Like, there's just those moments where you just sort of remember of like, man, this is why you have to work because there's stuff that you don't necessarily want to pay for that's really expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, now buying a house is definitely it because you're just like, geez, like that's just a lot of money. And again, I, I went pretty conservative. I didn't buy something nuts like a lot of people are buying because interest rates are low and all the other house speak. Um, people are buying more than what they really can afford because you don't have to pay back that much in considering interest. But yeah, it's interesting. Buying a house process in this country. I'm glad I'm done with it. Don't have to go to any more open homes. It's great. <laughs> Until the next house, right? Yeah, but at least at least you own one. At least you got somewhere to sleep that you're not paying someone else's mortgage. So do they have do they have the equivalent of like a million dollar listing in uh, in New That's Zealand? That's all of them. <laughs> all the all the listings are about million dollars. No, I mean like that kind of show. Do they do that? Kind uh, of they show? do. The thing is called there's Grand Designs, right? That's a British show. 
Grand Designs, and they have a New Zealand version of Grand Designs. I believe that's like the show, like the guy who's like, hey, I bought this giant plot of land, this old farmhouse, and I'm going to completely redo it with stone and marble, and it's going to show like, oh, it only took us six weeks, even though no one else in the world could get anything done that fast. Hmm. Well... But now, but now that you're a homeowner, you're just telling me before that you're thinking you're thinking you're going to buckle three months early. You're going to break, and you're going to and you're going to enter the world of social media yet again. Well, because that's the problem, right? Like you kind of need like, and again, if you've bought a house before, because again, this is my first time living in a house where you can actually like, if I want to put a hole through the wall, right? <laughs> like it, it's it's silly to think about, right? Like if I want to put a hole through the wall, I've lived in apartments for the last eighteen years. Right. It's right. not really yours. It's not yours. So like you don't even like I'm I most of the places I've lived in even now, right? Like I don't hang stuff on the wall cuz I'm like well that's something I'm going to have to patch later. Like I've never been the person that feels the need to make the apartment their home. Like it's just a place that I live in for a little while. And I tend to stay in apartments for a long time. Like I stayed in I've stayed in my first apartment here in New Zealand for 4 years. I was there for pretty much the entire time I lived here and I didn't do anything. I've been here for 10 10 years. 10 years I've been in my apartment. I'm like how many pictures have you hung up on the wall? You've got one. a poster or two. One. But that, that's yeah, my point, right? Like it's, not, yeah. it's not your home, even though you might live there for a super long time. So, like, yeah, you start looking at stuff and being like, you know what? If I want to get rid of that, who's going to tell me no? <laughs> it's like, it's my house, right? Like, I, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna tear this. I'm going to tear off the countertop and replace it. And you're like, okay, as long as you can afford to do it, you can do it, right? Have you already um, watched, uh, marked some walls you're going you're gonna to destroy by hand? No, there's no walls to destroy. There's a few key things that, again, like it's just living in New Zealand. There's some things that you would think was standard in a, in a home that's not standard here. Like there's no central heating in New Zealand, so stuff like that. He's like, wait, what? Like, oh, like it's not a. You've been down here. It's not a tropical island. It's very nice, but it's not tropical. Like they've got weather and rain, and it's not like you're living in Hawaii. Yeah, but what's the what's the coldest it gets there? Like, what's the weather? Like right now, it's in the 40s Fahrenheit. So like six yeah, degrees. You know, do you need heat for that? I don't think you need heat for that. It's cold. Man. It's sometimes in some homes here in New Zealand, yeah, it's colder uh, inside of the house than it is outside. Like again, they didn't believe on, in. <laughs> they didn't believe put it. On the Chris, put on put on the Christmas onesie and just and just yeah. I still got it. I just put that in a box today. Um. So look, yeah, I'm looking at it's cozy, looking man. At, Those things are comfy. They were comfy. I'm looking at drapes. I'm looking at counters. I'm looking at paint. I'm looking at stuff that. I've never had to, like, how many times have you driven by a paint store or walked by a paint store and never even noticed it? Probably a lot. And then you start to notice it. You're just like, oh, there's a paint store in every corner. Like, oh my God, there's so much stuff here for people to redo their homes because the majority of people spend, after a certain age, most of the money that you earn probably goes into your home. Like, sure, you've got kids and you take trips and stuff, but a good portion of your money when you buy a house will go into that house unless you buy something brand new and you, you know, you don't, you have no need to fix it up. So. Well, that in some form becomes your savings, right? In a Absolutely. Way. Yeah, yeah. It's your, it's your, and especially here in New Zealand, it's, it is an investment. Like people here buy homes as investments. Um, and you hope that one day you're paying such high interest, right? You end up paying, let's say you get a mortgage that's a million dollars. You end up paying 1.5 million over the next 30 years by the time you're done with the interest. Like that's, that's just the interest. Yeah, but still, I mean, the same thing in the US, right? Like the rates aren't that far off. I think the mortgage rates in the U.S. is a little higher than it is here, but um, but yeah, look, it's it's exciting times, it's fun, um, and you say that until the first big thing happens and you can't just call the landlord. I'm gonna miss that. Um, like, hey, buddy, your uh, the pipes just exploded. You need to get someone over here, and the guy just deals with it. We're here. That guy is you. <laughs> You've got to deal with it. You got to so, call yeah. somebody and pay for it. 
Yeah, exactly. You got to pay for YouTube. YouTube had to fix it. Yeah, like at three in the morning. <laughs> like, the, what what pipe do I need? What thing? So yeah, looking at power tools, looking at all this stuff, it's great. This is what happens when I'm not allowed to travel <laughs> and look for things to buy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Instead of going to Japan, maybe I'll just buy a house. Right? That's that's the equivalent. That works. I'm amazed how reserved my spending has been. I keep looking at things, but I'm like, kind of like when you were saying you bought that TV and you spilled over every detail. I can't just buy something. Like I'll just I'll just look at all the details and then just not buy a thing. So, uh, but otherwise, I haven't really been in a position where I want to buy anything. If anything, I've been buying a lot of shit to cook with. That's what I've yeah, been, been buying more. So what you get, which is cool. Like I think everyone has picked up a new interest, and my interest. But the good thing is, it's not it's not that expensive, right? Like what did I? What was my input? What was my buy today? It was uh, croissant bread, so I can make uh, croissant French toast tomorrow. <laughs> Man, you're gonna be a thousand pounds. That's gonna be great. <laughs> I was be upset because I, I've been eating this thing for breakfast. So I've been doing the Amazon uh, Prime delivery for uh, for groceries. We've talked. You don't about do that, Fresh right? Direct. We we talked about this. No. Why not? What happened? Well, I get five percent back on uh, in points from uh, uh, from Amazon Jake. right now. Maybe after the quarter. Maybe after that's uh, done, I'll I'll check out Fresh Direct. I'll give it a shot and I'll compare the two, but they'll do this thing where they might replace the the thing that they give you where you have the option, like replace it with the, with the best approximate thing. And they'll often text you and be like, yeah, we can replace with this. But if you don't respond to the text and they'll just do it. So I was arranging for a delivery at like eight o'clock. So 8 AM. So when they sent the text, I didn't get it. What I wanted was these, um, they're like these individual, these things are actually a shark tank. Actually. It's like an overnight oats. It's like an overnight oats thing. I, I was I was having them before they appeared on Shark Tank, just to be clear. All right. I didn't just jump into Mark Cuban's scheme. Okay. But they're delicious. So I got some of those. There's like no sugar added. They're relatively healthy and it's good, like quick breakfast when you don't want to make anything or whatever. So they so they replaced that with but they didn't have them, like none of them. So they replaced that with these with these yogurts. And yogurts are not good for you there's like a ton of sugar in that so they just loaded up my fridge with like a bunch of unhealthy stuff otherwise if it wasn't for that my breakfast would have been uh, pretty good during the week hmm okay that's one of the options I'm just saying I don't, I don't like how the yogurt stuff like they really try to position it as being healthy and then it's like here's an extra 12 grams of sugar like, yeah that doesn't help yeah it's like you're pouring more sugar into it when it's like that if you just left the sugar out I'm sure it would taste fine yeah yeah, you don't need a lot of it, especially since you're, you know you're throwing you're throwing some fruit in there and some other stuff. It's like cool. You're gonna mix that all up. Just make sure you get at least a bit of fruit in every bite, and it doesn't taste like just pure yogurt, which is yeah. which is not awful. It's not good. My remembering it's a little tangy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's odd. It's not it's not flavor. It's an odd thing to make. <laughs> like if you think about yogurt, it's weird. It's a bunch of like bacteria. On. yeah active culture as they yeah, say it's, it's very good it's also it's also what you want when you're making a when you're uh having a kombucha right yeah same thing with kimchi or any other type of um process that you sort of need that bacteria and that acid to make something a little tangy yeah how healthy is kombucha really uh as long as you don't add sugar to it i guess it's fine again i'm not a big kombucha drinker a ton of sugar like, yeah the made at? drinks but if you make it yourself with the little scoby thing and you brew it yourself. It's just <laughs> you don't you don't know what a scoby is. No, look it up. Look up a scoby. It's the active like 
yeast thing in what how do you um, write scoby s-c-o-o-b-i-e i believe that's how you pronounce it no that's not it uh symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast gross there you go so yeah when i so by that, the way when i typed in scoby it really wanted to correct me to scooby for scooby-doo <laughs> it knows you well yeah like if you Why? just make Why would i be looking for scooby-doo if you just make the kombucha tea by itself right there's no Ew. sugar in it. it's just this active yeast and um and water i mean i guess you probably add sugar to it and s-c-o-o-b-y that's how you spell it um yeah, because no. I'm assuming you need to S-C-O-O-B-Y add a little. O B Y is Scooby. S C O O B Y. Anyways, you know what I mean. <laughs> if, you, if you know anything about kombucha, you know you, you know you know what I'm talking about. I apparently don't. I don't know anything about kombucha. I just I thought it was like this kind of healthier tea thing. But every time I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about yeah, this. Yeah, because you're looking at the bottle thing that someone puts a bunch of sugar in to make it taste good. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I guess the marketing works. Like it's healthy. Whatever. So anyway, you bought the house. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm maybe if I'm ever able to leave this country and then uh, maybe I'll check it out someday. Yeah. Um, but who the hell knows when that'll be? Nobody. <sighs> it's sad. sad. America. Sad days. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But even then, it's like, it's not just us. Like, you'll you'll see, like, it, it's going to spread around again. Like, just wait. France went back to school. They're spiking. Like, everybody's... Well, the, I, kids are going back to school they have the i don't i don't understand the logic like the the logic of people going back to school in coronavirus times good if you're gonna if you're gonna go back to school then you might as well go back with everything because kids don't listen kids (laughs) kind of do whatever they want but that's that's besides the point all right let's just assume that proximity to people is the problem and the argument is that well the kids will be fine Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's. Well, what about the teachers? Teachers aren't kids. Aren't they infected then? Because if the kids have it, the kids, the kids are carriers. They could spread it even if they're going to be fine. Fair enough. We could accept that as a, as a working fact. Why not? You know, maybe 0.000001% will have, will have some serious problems, but who knows about lasting effects regardless. Let's, what about the teachers? The teachers are then at risk, right? Okay. Well then let's take away the teachers, right? Let's just talk about the kids. Kids go back to kids don't live alone. Kids live with parents mostly, right? So they take that back to them. Most parents go to work. Then they go to other places. You're basically setting off the catalyst. So the second yeah, kids we, go back to school, yeah, yeah. you're just going to be opening up that that Pandora's box again. And well, let's, well, well, let's be honest. That's basically man. the bar. It's it's the same argument as why you don't go to the bar is the same reason why you wouldn't have kids go back to school. So kids can go back to the school, but then let me go back to the bar. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question, right? And this question for people who have kids, there's gonna be a lot of people upset at me when I say this. How many people do you think actually like their kids? Like, like they they love their kids unconditionally, right? You created this thing, but after a certain age, how many people do you think actually like their kids enough to keep them home long, like for another? You know, what it's already been six months, right? The pandemic, for the most part, has been since end of March. So April, May, June, July, August, September, you're sort of on the sixth month of this thing. So you spent half of the year with your kids, most likely at home, staring at you, looking for entertainment. How many people do you think at this point are just like, you know what, I don't actually care. And they're using the kids as, well, the kids need an education. 
a lot of teachers are just glorified babysitters, somewhere to put my kid for a while while I go live my adult life, and then I'll deal the with parents, this thing that I created. Parents, yes, to the parents. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of parents who don't actually like their kids, and they're perfectly happy with their kids going to school. And look, if you catch coronavirus, whatever, it's better than you being at home staring at me saying, what's next? It's an interesting question, right? Because it's, it's not really about like, do I like my kids? It's like, do I want to... It's like you have friends that I, I often will say that there's a select like you and I will go on these trips for like weeks at a time, right? Yes. Like you're one of the few people who I'd who I'd want to travel with, who I think I'd be yeah. able to travel with for that long a time. Yeah. And even and I get like, sick of you a, a bit. Like, and then that's just me, right? Like I'm just like after a week, I'm like, all right, Jason's annoying me, but he's not doing anything wrong. This is just me. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. But that's okay. Right? That's what I mean. But you also understand. You're like, yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, but then I think, you know, you, you, do, you do a little reset. You get, get a little space, shut, shut up for a moment, and then, uh, you know, back on track. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't pull me around Osaka looking for, for looking for a very specific ramen shop for, for 45 minutes when I'm starving. And then I eat, and then I'm fine. It's good. Happened one time. <laughs> I mean, it might have even been an hour. It might have been longer than 45 minutes. It was a, it a was long a time. Yeah. Long well, time. It. Anyway, <laughs> it, was, it was okay. but i it's it's a similar thing right where yeah you might think you like your kids but do you want to hang out with them yeah that's what i mean like Like, you might so saying like is a i think mm, let's say most parents but I think all parents love their well not all, but let's say most parents I would say love most parents love their kids, and I would say most parents actually don't like their kids. I think they most like parents their like their moments. kids. I don't to agree an with extent. that at all. I think most parents don't like their kids. Like again, I like again, I think ages one to like four, right? Kids are cute, they're a little bit of a play thing. Once the kids get old enough to like really hold a conversation and start to ask you questions and stuff and run around and I people people don't like their kids. I mean, look, who likes a teenager? Most people don't like their kids when they're teenagers, like at all. Like you're miserable, you miserable little thing. Like, like, and then once you get out the house, your parents like you again. But that's what I mean. Like, who likes their kids between the age of like four and eighteen? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably not a lot of people. But again, you love them. I'm not saying that you don't love your kids. But if your kid went away for three days, you might question whether or not you should really ask where they are. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jesus. Like, you, again, th- that thought probably goes through your head where you're just like, I'm sure he's fine. And then you're like, oh, but this is my responsibility. What if something actually does happen to him? All right, let me call him. And maybe this is a very man's perspective as well. Maybe if you're a woman, that unconditional love is a little stronger. But I just feel like you get to a point where you're just like, you know what? Look, man, instead of you literally being like, I'm, I'm bored, dad, and I'm trying to do my job, right? I'm trying to make sure that you can eat while I'm working from home. And you're running across my Zoom call. And you're fighting with your siblings, and then you're telling me that you're bored of playing Fortnite. Like I just imagine that for six months, and then it comes to the point where it's like, no, you gotta go back to school, dude. I don't care if you catch the virus or not. You gotta get out of this house, even if it means you get it too. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, at this point, screw it. I don't care. Fine, fine. I'll get it. Just get out of the house, please, please. An emergency I room bed sounds pretty great. No visitors. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Yikes. So yeah, I bet you there's a lot of people right now who are just, that's why kids are starting to go back to school in mass because again, like parents actually had to teach their kids. Like sure, there's remote learning and all this stuff, but like this is, parents have been more involved in their kids' education the last six months than ever. They just have. 
I talked to my coworkers who go, yeah, it's actually really good. I get to see what my kids are doing in school because I had no idea. Like, I just didn't know. Like, I, you send them to school, they come back with homework, they do the homework, and they go back to school. Where now it's like, oh, we're doing this remote online learning thing. And, oh, here's some here's some work because, you know, the teachers had to get set up and yada, yada. Like, I can just see, like, you as a parent being tired of your kids to the point where you're just like, you know what? We got to get back to normal life. And you got to go back to school because you cannot sit in this house any longer. I need you. I need you gone. <laughs> you got to go, man. You got to go. Yeah. Or I got to go. It's like one of us has got to go somewhere. Has to go. And, I, you know, they're not letting me back into the office. But if they're letting you back to school, let's give it a go. Let's give it a good shot. See what happens. Just don't see grandma and we're fine. Yeah. Damn. Just put grandma on quarantine. Then everybody else just kind of goes out, gets sick, and hopefully recovers. I mean, that's that's what that's what we've been told. At least in the U.S., that's what you've been told. They said um, that. Well, that's what I was, I was telling you before the podcast started. I did the math because I heard – they were like considering what if we go for herd immunity, which is odd. For that. It's a little late for that. Personally, it's I not. It's well, it's again. not. Well, maybe, but with better therapeutics now, it's probably better if they did it now. But if the death rate remained the same, we did herd immunity. That's two million people dead. So if you just said screw it, open the floodgates, everybody could get sick and see what happens. It would be about two million people would die. But at this point, it's it's totally like you've taken the the worst approach of both ways, right? Like you've taken the worst of yeah. the hey, let's sit at home and quarantine and hope that it just goes away by us not seeing each other. And now you're doing the herd immunity thing. I to me, it's like you have to sort of pick a lane and stick with it. Either you're all committed to the whole lockdown idea and people not going, you know, outside, and then if it spikes up again, you lock down again, right? That's what New Zealand's done. In contrast, right? Like New Zealand literally just goes, we're going, we're going hard and we're going early. We're going to lock everything down. I know it's going to suck, but the faster we lock stuff down, the faster you can get back to normal life, which is what happened for 102 days, really, right? Like, you completely locked everything down when most people say, ooh, that's a little rough. You can't even eat fast food. Like, you can't do anything. You are literally told not to leave your house unless it's for a walk around your neighborhood. And then there's the other approach where it's literally just like, well, just stay out, and if you catch it, you know, hopefully we've got the things that make sure that you don't die if you're healthy. And the U.S. seems like it's going to do both. (laughs) <laughs> which is like both poorly they just there's no direction that's nope. just it because that's if you problem. it's been proven if you ever if you're wearing a mask everything's fine right not everything's fine well, but i was about to say wait a minute has, has that been proven that you just wear a mask and you're good if both people wear a mask indoors like within proximity or if you're within proximity of each other then the rate of transmission is like less than one percent yeah so well, there's I mean, this ridiculous video, this, uh, there's like this TikTok video of this woman who's like, I don't know, some kid, he's just like, see, masks don't work. See, like, I could blow out this candle with the mask and, and with the mask on. She's like, well, go ahead, do it. So he puts on the mask, tries to blow out the candle and it doesn't work. He's like, whatever, it's stupid. <laughs> She's like, I thought you could do it. <laughs> wow. Like that just kind of proves that, yeah, if you have the right mask, it works. Uh, but we're, I mean, but we've, we've we're just maps have masks, at least in the US, have been made political, which is so exactly. stupid. Yeah. Trump, Trump said Biden ha- should have a psychological test because he wears a mask all the time. <laughs> like, that's our, pre- that's your president. Uh, that, the, don't, don't you say me. That's your president. Hey, you got the, you got the same passport. 
I just bought a house I mean, in this country. I mean, the picture's, <laughs> not the, picture, my. The, the picture's a little different, but the passport's got, the same. I've got I've got everything except for except for citizenship at this point. <laughs> so. Exactly. You don't have that valuable passport. So oh, man. You, you still you still get greeted by uh Mr. Trump when you come in. <laughs> All right. That's that's your guy. And your state is a big No, my state's going life. blue. My state is part of the blue wave, baby. We're back. All right. If you say so. If you say so. All right. Well, let's let's get into some news here while you're still off the grid. I got some stories here. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we can maybe we'll talk about that during media therapy of my my thoughts of maybe getting back into media in general, social media, that is. So we'll continue with the news. I'll continue. Right. Fair enough. OK, here we go. So here are your options. All right. Dinosaurs. Mammoths. And Mulan. Let's do Mulan last because that's some media therapy type stuff. Let's yeah, do kinda. let's do dinosaurs first, then mammoths, then Mulan. All right. Exact order I had it. All right. This is a fun one. Um, it's a little longer than I thought, but it's fun. Let's see where it goes. Here we go. Speaking of crazy. Reading from the patch in Tucson, Arizona. Christian group seeks removal of dinosaur from Tucson McDonald's. (laughs) All right. A group called Christians against dinosaurs has called for removal of a dinosaur (laughs) statue at Tucson McDonald's franchise. What's your group about? What's what's your group about? That's an interesting group. What do you guys do? Well, we're Christians against dinosaurs. Just against dinosaurs. Yeah, here we go. Oh, you can see the picture of this thing here. I'll send you the send you the link. Because it's uh it's an impressive, it's an impressive dinosaur. Okay, Tucson, Arizona. A Tucson landmark won't be going extinct anytime soon. Boo. Attempts to remove a fiberglass dinosaur statue outside of McDonald's have been thwarted. A group called Christians Against Dinosaurs denounced the T-Rex statue on its Facebook page and called for its followers to rally in an effort to remove the statue. Quote, please help. This McDonald's has this dinosaur and refused to remove it. And quote, according to the Arizona Daily Star, quote, this this is in Tucson, Arizona. Call the manager and demand the removal of this blasphemy. And quote, I should I should note that all of those statements were ended with punk with uh, exclamation exclamation marks. Yep, of course, they were yelling those things. The post has since been deleted, but it also included the contact information for the McDonald's franchise, DS Management Inc., the organization owns owns many McDonald's locations in the Tucson area. The dinosaur has resided outside of the fast food restaurant since it's opened since it opened on Grant Road and Tonk Verde Road in 1994. What a weird ornament to put in front of a McDonald's. Anyway, according to his Facebook page and website, Christians Against Dinosaurs seek to reveal the truth about the dinosaur lie, claiming that creatures that the creatures never existed. It says dinosaurs are a scam invented by scientists to thwart religion. Over 23,000 people have liked the page on Facebook. Whether the group is sincere or satirical in its mission remains unclear, but the original Tucson poster insisted to the Arizona Daily Star that he was completely serious in his calls to remove the statue. Quote, yes, the dinosaur should go unless they're willing to compromise with a plaque or some kind or some kind stating that it's a fictional character and quote Josh Brown told the outlet. When reached via Facebook, Christians Against Dinosaurs told Patch that the group's mission is no joke. Quote, 
we're fed up with everybody acting like the people of Tucson are imbeciles and we want to help a spokes and quote a spokesperson for the group said quote having a big dinosaur outside a cultural hub like McDonald's makes Tusco Tucsonians Tucsonians Tusconians Tucsonians I don't understand how to say <laughs> their name look like they're mentally deficient and that isn't right and quote the group also took issue with with claims that its page is satirical saying that they are not science deniers they just don't don't believe in dinosaurs quote we simply recognize that dinosaurs are not supported by anything scientific and quote the group wrote quote they're a parlor game that got out of hand and quote a spokesperson for ds management said that the dinosaur isn't going anywhere anytime soon calling it a tucson landmark so there you go <laughs> so can can we go down another hypothetical path here love it Let's, and I let's hope say, you're gonna ask. I hope you're gonna ask what I think you're gonna ask. Let's say dinosaurs aren't real. Yeah, there we go. That's right. Like <laughs> let's just right? say, let's, let's say they're right. Right. Like let's think. Like how much effort does that go in to pull off this hoax? Like think about it. Like dreaming up of the different types of dinosaurs. Right. Like who drum up like the Stegosaurus? Like who just sort of made that up? Right. Because someone has to make up each one of these dinosaurs. They have to actually go through the effort to make it fake. So, like, what do you, like, just think about the the effort that has to go into making this, this, this ruse, if it's true. So, yeah, they're talking about, like, the original bone fiddling of, like, people, like, planting fake bones. Like, think about, like, the, like, yeah, the, a lot of effort. That's a lot of that's effort. That's a lot of hoax. effort, right? Yeah. That's a ton of effort to make it a hoax <laughs> if it is actually real, which kind of makes the prospect of this being real or being fake really interesting. <laughs> yeah so now they're saying oh what so now now a dinosaur has got a bunch of birds now by the way i sent you the website yep i'm, I'm looking at it now that's what i mean like the origins of bone fiddling like i'm on this thing yeah of, like so sir like, richard owen the bone fiddler that discovered the first dinosaur bone who headed and created a secret society with the end goal of providing elite paleontologists with additional personal revenue the head council members created dinosaur bones made of materials of age that resemble and i'm actually clicking on the link whoa this dude's picture is creepy um uh, where did I leave it off? Uh, anyways, he's talking about like this dude started this, said bone fiddler. <laughs> then, of course, the first comment is there are a lot of bone fiddlers in the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, man, the Internet. <laughs> this, is, this is like <laughs> this, is, this is just why like it's it's like, no, it's like but but like and then someone else goes flat earth brought me here. So oh, yeah, like, is this part of the yeah. same? And this dude's like all NASA photos are CGI. Like, yeah, how right. much of this, like, how do you get wrapped up in <laughs> fully into this, which is amazing if it's true. Man, if that's true, that's is that one of the biggest scandals of all time if this is actually true? Like, which conspiracy, if true, would be the biggest scandal of all time? This would be pretty wild. I mean, the, the flat earth thing, if that was true, that would be something else, right? <laughs> like, if someone's Again, like, like I, moon? I hit the ice wall. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no it's real they're they're totally right like, yeah like what like which which one of these things has to be real for it to completely this, just change everything this would be something else this would be oof yeah i mean the the birds thing is pretty great too right? <laughs> no i think the birds one is amazing that's my it's by far my favorite conspiracy <laughs> it just is. it's great it's great to think that all birds are basically drones it, it's amazing yeah. to me <laughs> It's 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 great. I and I actually really hope that one is true because it would that be very one, funny. Yeah, that one's probably that one might is yeah. I think that would be the best. 
one yes. to be true just because it's so insane. What's the most this- jarring one to be true? Is it this one or is it like the flat earth or the moon landing fake? Like which one of these is oh, like- they, the moon the moon landing thing is too abstract, right? The yeah, it is. because no one's ever been to the moon except for what, like twenty people. So it's a very small that- group of people who've been on the moon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what was it like? Brian Regan did a whole bit about it, you know, like being that one guy who who went to the moon. That's like just trump anybody's story ever. Be like, I walked on the moon once. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great bit. Check it out. Uh, so, yeah, that one, that one is not too jarring because it's already easy to not believe it, and I think that's why it's such an inviting conspiracy theory. the The flat Earth one and this as well is so. It's so wild in that there's so much seemingly concrete evidence that would prove contrary to what they're saying that would make the most jarring thing. So if there's so that's why these consp- oh my god. If there's a, I'm sorry, I just so I just read at the top of this thing where it says I'm not afraid to admit this is what it says at the top of the Christians against dinosaurs Facebook page. I'm not afraid to admit there is no such thing as dinosaurs. There is no evidence they ever existed. They are based on assumptions. Jurassic Park is not a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Dinosaurs in, in musea. Is that the plural of museums? I don't think so, but they race musea are made out of plaster. Carbon dating is not reliable. Okay. Chickens are not modern dinosaurs. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you took a stance on that one. Wow. I mean, so, this Twitter. But I think the flat earth one would probably be the biggest mind blowing thing ever because that, that not only would set everything for a loop and on fire, but it would also set like, it's not just here on earth. It's also like everything about astronomy. Yeah. goes completely <laughs> goes completely to the wind. Everything is completely flipped upside down if if it turns out the world is actually flat. And again, who knows? It might be. I I, I strongly believe it's not. But I think I only like like ninety percent believe in anything. Like I I don't think I I can bring myself to a hundred percent believe in anything. Yeah, anything there, there always needs to be that. Yeah. yeah, there always needs to be that wiggle room. That like, yeah, maybe. Any, anything is possible to be fake. Just anything is like you can just you know. There's always that that dice roll. That but again, like I just think about like the level of cover up. Like, what do you have to do to make this happen? Like, when was yeah, the, the first dinosaur? Wild. Yeah. When was the first dinosaur skeleton found? Allegedly, like what what year was it? Do you know? Because like think about it. That means someone back then they got a group of people together and they started burying bones. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like they started to bury bones all right and uh no wait go ahead so yeah i just don't know like is or is it someone who's like like paleontologists are like faking our archaeologists are like faking this right like they're just like oh we're going to a dig site and then like in the middle of the night some guy gets a shovel and like puts a bone under there and then covers it back up here we go back in way back in 1676 robert plot it's a great name The curator of an English museum described and drew a thigh bone that he believed belonged to a giant man. Although that fossil disappeared without a trace, the surviving illustration suggests that it may well have been part of the megalosaur. Later in 1822, large teeth discovered in England by Mary Ann Mantle and her husband Gideon were thought to be the remains of huge and extinct iguana. 
it was it wasn't until 1841 that British scientist Richard Owen came to realize that such fossils were distinct from the teeth or bones of any living creature. The ancient animals were so different. In fact, they deserved their own name. So Owen dubbed the group Dinosauria, which means terrible lizards. This is reading from Scholastic, by the way. So there you go. So in the so in like the uh, mid to 1500s. early 1800s, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, but th- so that would mean you're talking about 180 years of institutional knowledge. Yes, and just of like bone uncovering over- these bones. So so what? Like someone caught on, and be like, oh, well, maybe I could just uncover the rest of these. I could just pretend like I'm uncovering these things, right? Yeah, like, that's not real. I I made this giant head out of plaster, and also you think about completely disconnected people who discovered things that look the same right so they would have had to coordinate and be like oh yeah yeah mine it's this but it looks a little different well it's a different species oh okay got it but again it's like a group of paleontologists got together and started this ruse according to this page that's how it started of like this started with paleontologists with personal revenue like this is how hey we got to make money right We're, we're digging in the dirt we're not finding anything Maybe we can start burying bones. What should we call these bones? Dinosaur bones? <laughs> like, well, think, think about that discussion that would have to yeah, happen. And naming all the dinosaurs. And it's, yeah, it's it's wild deciding when they were here. Yeah. They, I mean, it's just like, a lot of work. All, all of these things. Yeah. It's a ton of work, but you can't do it unless you have this crazy ass degree. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it, it's pretty amazing to me that, like, if this is actually, if dinosaurs are fake, and again, I'm saying all this with, like, trying to preface it that, it was like, I don't believe any of that. But let's just pretend that these people are right. Like, this massive cover up that you have to find. Like, I see how you can sort of get emboldened by the fact that you are Don Quixote in this case, right? You are fighting against the windmill of modern biology <laughs> yeah or maybe maybe it's all a big conspiracy and it's like in the 1840s when these were first discovered someone's like look you need to set this thing in motion because in about 150 years a jewish man by the name of jeff goldblum is going to need some work all right <laughs> oh man but yeah you should check out this site because there's this this girl i think she's the owner of it and um it's pretty amazing because she's got all these types of videos on here like she's gone full into this on the website um yeah on the website it's pretty wild um she's putting a lot of work in this she's got a twitter page not with, with not a lot of followers like she's she's living her best dinosaur free life um, yeah, well good good for her yeah dude imagine being that first person who uncovered like let's assume that this that the dinosaurs are real right and they actually did uncover these bones. Imagine being that first person that uncovered that giant ass dinosaur bone and be like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> like 1850. So think about that. Like you start you start uncovering this giant ass tooth that's like the size of your head. And you're like, oh no, 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 no. Dude, I was just scared shitless. I'd be like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, because the dentures aren't small. So, yeah. Could you imagine if one of these assholes was your parents? Like, one of these people in this group was your parents? Like, kids love dinosaurs, right? I mean, I guess from a young age, if you're told that this is fake and then eventually you go to school, right? And then your friends are like, hey, dude, your mom is nuts. (laughs) It's it's, it's nuts. And they're like, well, dinosaurs are actually pretty cool, right? You go over your friend's house. He's got like this T-Rex and it's got like the little arms and these big legs. And you're like, oh, this thing's awesome. And then you bring it home and your parent like scolds you of like dinosaurs are fake. Don't you ever bring a dinosaur into this house? ever bring a dinosaur but like you brought a chicken in be like look it's a little dinosaur yeah, yeah, no, exactly like a out of here. we're gonna murder yeah, that like, thing like do they not eat chicken 
because they, like, they don't they're believe just, in. They're not. They're they're just they're just put here by the God. Birds. They're not. <laughs> yeah. They're not descendants of dinosaurs. Because that's the thing. Most science kind of flies in the face of all religion. Religion, right? Yes. Like, in the yeah. Bible, those people were like a thousand years old. Yeah. Like yeah, how does that old. work? They're old. Like, Moses wasn't Moses like a thousand years old when he died. He was super old. Yeah, they were like preaching about these things. They were preaching about people that lived to a thousand while their modern medicine was bringing them to 50 if they were lucky. I mean, Jesus lived to 32, right? Yeah, but that wasn't by choice. I mean, maybe it no, was by choice. That's kind of my point, though. I'm like, I'm like Jesus, Jesus died really, really young. <laughs> that's the case, right? If Moses lived yeah, to a thousand. They, he was artifi- that was artificially shortened, right? Like, I'm not... I mean, I guess that's one of the causes of death back in the day. I don't know how much percentage of people died by crucifix, but no, that's a rough way to go too. Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 horrific. But yeah. you know, the average lifespan was not that long. No, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a thousand, and it wasn't thirty-two. Paul Giamatti was like the average man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you lived to Paul Giamatti's age, you were doing great. Like, you and if you looked like that, you were crushing it. You were like, yeah. oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy, 50, killing it. He's, oh my God. Yeah. What a man. What a man. Love him. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on. Let's talk, let's talk a little about mammoths. You know, speaking of this, this is a good segue. I'm glad, I'm glad I went down that road because this is, this is fun. If you want to believe it. Okay. Reading from the LA Times, at least 200 mammoth skeletons found at Mexico City Airport construction site. Not the first one of these stories I've found, but I I thought it was interesting enough to bring it up. The number of mammoths, so reading from Mexico City, the number of mammoth skeletons recovered at an airport construction site in north in north of Mexico City has risen to at least two hundred, with a large number still to be excavated. Experts said Thursday. So wait a minute, you think those people, like the fake dinosaur people, do you think that they look at all? excavations as fake or just dinosaurs it's gotta be all right like it's gotta be what would you think about mammoths or like early man because mammoths were sort of alive when like what we are considered now like right because you got like neanderthals and homo sapiens like like the mammoths were the things that were sort of alive when the modern man was alive as well i believe i have no idea yeah like i think mammoths were kind of walking around when we were where dinosaurs, you could say we didn't really live on the earth the same time that the dinosaurs did. Yeah. So, right, fair enough. Archaeologists hope the site has that has become Mammoth Central, the shores of an ancient lake bed that both attracted and trapped mammoths in its marshy soil, may help solve the riddle of their extinction. Experts said that finds are still being made at the site, including signs that humans may have made tools from their bones of the lumbering animals that died somewhere between 10,000 and 20,000 years ago. There are so many mammoths at the site of the new Santa Lucia airport that that observers have to be accompanied that have to be have to accompany each bulldozer that digs into the soil to make sure work is halted when mammoth bones are uncovered. Like I said, Jesus Christ, imagine every time you try to dig a hole, it's like, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We, got a, we, got a, we got a mammoth here. Mammoth bone, new bone, new bone, new bone. Quote, we have 200 mammoths, about 25 camels, five horses, end quote, said archaeologist Ruben Manzanilla Lopez of the National Institute of Anthropology and History, referring to animals that went extinct in the Americas. The site is only about 12 miles from the artificial pits, essentially shallow mammoth traps that were dug by early inhabitants to trap and kill dozens of mammoths. Oh, boy. 
Manzilla Lopez says evidence is beginning to emerge, suggesting that even if the mammoths at the airport died natural deaths after becoming stuck in the mud, in the mud of the ancient lake bed, their remains may have been carved up by humans. Something similar happened at mammoth trap sites in the hamlet of San Antonio. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. X-A-H-U-E-N-T-O. Wawento? Wawento? Yeah, that sounds similar. Shawento? Because I think of like Oaxaca. That, that That is spelled no way like you would pronounce that. Yeah. But anyway, there in the nearby township of Toltepec. While the tests are still being carried out on mammoth bones to try to find possible butchering marks, archaeologists have found dozens of mammoth bone tools, usually shafts used to hold other tools or cutting implements like one in Toltepec. Quote, here we have found evidence that we have the same kind of tools, but until we can do the laboratory studies to see marks of these tools or possible tools, we can't say we have evidence that is well-founded. And quote, Manzola Lopez said, paleontology, paleontologist Joaquin Arroyo, Arroyo Cabrales said the airport site, quote, will be a very will be a very important site to test hypothesis and quote about the mass extinction of mammals. Quote, what caused these animals extinction? Everywhere there, everywhere there is a debate whether it was climate change or the presence of humans, and quote, Arroyo Caballera said, quote, I think in the end, the decision will be that there was a synergy effect between climate change and human presence, end quote. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other shit in here, but uh, yeah. I'll just stop That's there. cool, though. That's a very cool yeah. find. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about it other than, you know, no one's saying that it's fake. It's just, yeah, mammoths were a little closer to our time than um than dinosaurs were i believe so i guess i didn't really think about the idea of what's interesting about this article is like i didn't really think about the idea of humans being the reason why mammoths are extinct yeah but yeah, yeah. i i thought it was ice age right so did i, I but it? again like it's i i'm i'm almost sure, certain that they live past the ice age i think and again i'm literally not looking any of this up stuff up if someone knows more about Right, but now, but once, you, once you throw then, yeah. this out there and you're like, oh yeah, they were able to make traps to kill like 200 mammoths at a time. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, right. Humans suck. <laughs> like humans, yeah, humans yeah, yeah. Well, like they will find ways to really like kill anything that they want to if they put their minds to it. So even I mean, look, there's a bunch day, of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff in New Zealand that used to be here that's no longer here because of humans. Yeah, like. There's That's the everywhere. largest eagle in the world, this giant host eagle that used to like pick up these giant flightless birds gone. <laughs> like, humans got here. We're like, oh, that looks yeah. tasty. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Ted Turner? He's, he's the reason why buffalo are even here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like it's very weird. Like the reason why there's even deer in New Zealand is because someone brought them here of just like, yeah, well, they'll, they'll be fun to kill. And then they realize they're not. They're very hard to kill. <laughs> so it's yeah, like humans will make anything a snake. Yeah, you might find a point where there's no fish anymore. Yeah, absolutely. That's you might, you might go in the future and you're, and you're discovering fish bones and you're like, what were these things? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, we used to eat them. We used to eat them raw. Raw, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, or the back. simple fact that like bananas that we eat now aren't the bananas that they ate 70, 80 years ago. Like those bananas are extinct. Really? Yeah. 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 Like the bananas that we eat now is much different from the bananas they had in the 50s. It's a different banana. Um. Mm. Because I believe that there's, it's kind of just like every other large corporation, right? Like Dole or someone or Chiquita. Like there's like two companies that own all of the bananas in the world, and they like did this genetic modification where you can't get a real banana anymore because real bananas got went extinct in the fifties. <laughs> hmm. 
So it's weird. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, I'm looking again, at it but now. They're, yeah. They're, they're like smaller. They're like, they look small. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how like humans can do some pretty horrific things to the, to the planet, which means why we probably won't be here in a thousand years. The rate we're going. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're kind of, we're kind of messing some shit up, but it's, um, it's interesting. Well, wait a minute. If that's true, I once saw a, uh, you know, I don't want to keep going back to this point, but I, I saw a, uh, a, there's a video of some guy who's like a Christian, he's like a pastor or something or, uh, or a priest being like proof that God exists is in the banana because you can perfectly wrap your hand around it. And it's got the exact same amount of ridges that it, that a, uh, that a human hand has. So if we yeah, just made the genetically modified by science banana. <laughs> yeah. Well, science isn't real. Of course, yeah, sure. just like those little bananas are real. Like you, you present one now, you can't exactly. If it's not here, I can't. I don't believe it. Um, if I can't see it, it's not true. Yeah. So I get, but it, it's similar to elephants, right? Like we yep. basically took out all the elephants. Yep. So why don't we take yeah, out I mean, the, the same thing? Like, like pandas, right? Like we're breeding the same, like it's sort of like the way we, we've gotten species back is through science and really through a bunch of inbreeding. And you hope that they just get further away genetically that you don't have issues. But like, there's a lot of species that we've pretty much killed. Like those giant tortoises and stuff. Like those things are basically gone. Yeah, yeah. You got to do the um, the Adam and Eve approach. Where you kind of just just forget about all the all the all the stuff in between uh, those two books. <laughs> you know, it's like we started with two people. Now we got a million. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, not gonna think about that that math. It's all good. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, there you go. You learned something. Something a little educational for you. Uh, okay. Next up, I don't really have a story, but there's two things I want to talk about with Mulan. Okay. One is the boycott. So I guess there was some, uh, so this woman, uh, who's the, who's the lead actress in this movie. She's like, she's Chinese. She's pro China, anti Hong Kong, I guess, or she's sided with Hong Kong police. No, she's, yeah, no, she's anti Hong Kong. So she's, she's in the um, tank. So, Lou Louie L I U is that Lou or Louis or Li Liu Liu Yufi Y I F E I Lufei. So she's basically a supported the Hong Kong police in their use of suppression during the protest in Hong Kong. Um, so a lot of people have sort of come and again, this happened last year where they sort of she yeah, posted she, on August 2019. Yep. I support the Hong Kong police. You can all attack me now. What a shame for Hong Kong. And quote, she posted on Weibo in August 2019. Yeah. So everyone sort of went against her in the Western world and obviously Hong Kong. And this happened last year. Mulan was supposed to be out, I believe, in May. No, maybe even April. That. It was supposed to come out in was like it? yeah, April or end of March. Yeah, okay. So Mulan was again because of the virus, everything got pushed and Mulan, obviously, which was supposed to come out in, you know, was a big movie for China, is basically been moved to digital streaming. Mm-hmm. And it just came out this weekend with an extra $30 charge on top of your Disney Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. Um and so people have sort of started to bring the drum back up again um by saying hey this is an issue um we're not going to support this movie don't think that we forgot what you said um and it helps that it's digital and all the other things that people have complained about with this movie but basically the the protests have drummed back up of not 
giving Disney money to stream this thing. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's my conflict, right? Mm-hmm. I, I actually don't mind paying the $30 for, to see the movie. And, and I think, can, and, can I guess and why? I can split why? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Okay. You, you can, I was going to just guess why, because you live in New York and movie tickets normally are 30 bucks anyways. So what's the difference? No, well, that's part of it. But I, I think that it's not so much for me. I think economically it makes sense. The second you have more than one person watching it at one time, the price makes sense because a movie ticket, well, let's say you're not in New York, right? Let's say, where are you going to be? You're going to be, uh, you're not going to go anywhere where a yeah. movie ticket is less than $10, right? Can we say that? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair to say movie, that a new movie. movie, if you get like a matinee show, you're probably paying at minimum nine. Okay. So let, but that's a specific group of people, right? Yeah. So let's say you're 10 people, right? For $30, you basically have, you basically absolve the cost. So as long as you are with a household of three or more people, then it becomes equal to or cheaper than likely cheaper because you don't have to worry about paying for concessions. You don't do any of that stuff. Um, the experience is completely different. Like, don't get me wrong. I miss, I miss movie theaters. I do. I really do. So I, I cannot wait to go back. I will go back. I'll wear a mask, whatever I'll go. So, uh, I'll, I'll say it right here. Okay. I ain't afraid. So anyway, uh, some ignorant shit, <laughs> but I want to see Tenet. So, um, anyway, the point is, it's economical. It makes sense, right? So my thing is, I want to see these movies, and I would pay for this if only to get more movies out sooner than if they would otherwise. So like Disney right now is sitting on Black Widow, for example. That was supposed to come out months ago. Yep. I would love to see Black Widow. They could release that for $30 on Disney+. Plus. Cool. I'll spend $30 at a, at a movie between the ticket, popcorn, soda, $30. Easy. And I just want to see that movie. So give me the option to see it. And if I have to subsidize the family that is, that's like four, five, six people watching it together, hell, if I get it, you have my Disney Plus account, you could watch it as well. All of a sudden, the price balances out where I've just paid, where they basically got the equivalent of a movie ticket, of a, of a, of a theater cost. So that's where my kind of, uh, like, I, I don't want to support, I don't think by supporting this movie, I'm necessarily supporting China. I mean, I, I guess I kind of am because it's all about that. But at the same time, I want to do it as a means to say hey do more things like this so you don't just sit on these movies like i want i want to see fast fast and furious 9 they push that sure. shit back a year and i yep. want it i'll pay to see it i'll pay to see it but get it out get it out like don't but just I guess sit on that's the thing. question is will you pay f- to see it at home yeah, like that's really what the question is. It's not so much about whether or not the value is there and all those things. Because I believe I agree with you. Like the value is there, really. If you just look at it from a strictly economical standpoint, you actually because I believe you also like you paid thirty bucks and you can watch this over and over again. Like it's not a one-time view. I believe. 
Um, it's not like you pay 30 bucks and then you're done. Like, I'm pretty sure you pay 30 bucks. You could pause it and go to the bathroom. You have access. But again, like, I think that's kind of the point though, is that like, it's not whether or not it's economical because I believe that it is. Like you said, especially if you have a family, right? If you've got a bunch of kids and you watch the cartoon Mulan and they want to watch the live action one and you've got two kids, you're most likely like that's four tickets you would have had to buy with you, your, you know, your husband and wife or your two kids or and your two kids and then let's say you fall asleep you can go back and turn it on again right so like the experience is different i think the problem is is that because the experience is different i already pay you for the streaming service right like i already pay you 6.99 a month or whatever the price and i'm saying me as in $5. because again i don't yeah whatever it is right because you pay for it i don't pay for it and, I, and honestly i've only watched disney plus for the mandalorian i haven't watched it for anything else i don't really have an interest in disney content to be dead honest with you um so i watched the mandalorian which i believe is actually coming back soon um but other than that that's it right i watch a lot more netflix and something that we have here called neon which plays like hbo content um so, yeah, like, I guess that's part of the problem that, like, I think the better model for me would be if you charge, let's say you charge me 30 bucks a month and you just started releasing movies the same time that you released them in the movie theater, right? So I paid 30 bucks a month and you're telling me I'm going to give you two movies a month if you pay for this and you can watch them as long as you're subscribed. So I give you immediate in movie theater content right now that you can watch at home and you just have to pay me 30 bucks a month. It's just like going to the movies twice a month. Would you pay for that? Yeah. If you gave me the new movies right there, because it's similar to what I get. That's, for... that's what I mean. So like, let's just say you'd get Mulan this week and then in two weeks you'll get black widow. Like yeah. you'll get movies. And like, even when the pandemic's over, they're releasing movie theater. That's what you get. Like you can watch it the same time. If you have this extra subscription. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know if I would. Why not? Um, because I don't necessarily know if I, and again, I think this is part of my, this is what's going to kill streaming as far as the legit way of doing things. Like the reason why music doesn't have this problem is because for the most part, Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, Jay-Z's title, right? they all basically have the same music on every single streaming device. Now there's obviously an exception where like, Hey, title used to get exclusive Jay-Z and Beyonce. And I'm trying to think maybe Metallica or someone, right. They used license, to get like exclusive rights. Weird at times I've hit it. Like, and, and the one, yeah. the one example I have for this is bad religion. Those guys have like 20 albums and there's not one service that has every bad religion yeah like it's all so again like that would be the only but again but for the most part right you subscribe to one music service and for the most part you get 95 percent of the same music right it's so democratized that as an artist you benefit by putting your stuff on every service right because you kind of control what gets on what based on licensing or based on agreement so if you're just an artist and you're trying to become famous and you get a little record deal you can put on every single streaming service on all of them and people can buy or download your music and they can listen to it where movies and television content is so fractured because every the rights are all spread out across i mean that's why all this stuff got pulled off of netflix right because disney owns the rights to all that stuff the artists the creators don't own the rights the companies do and i think that this will this model will kill streaming and this is why i don't agree with it is because now not only do i the majority of people play for netflix right a lot of people normally pay for netflix let's say that you also have let's say you pay for HBO max or whatever they're going to call the HBO streaming service. That's pretty much online. Let's say you pay for an Amazon prime account to get, you know, two day shipping, but you also get sort of 
that content as well. So you get Handmaid's Tale, and uh, Handmaid's Tale might be Tulu, but let's just say you get some Amazon-specific shows, and now Disney comes along and wants me to pay $6.99 plus 30 bucks for this movie. Right there, that's about 50 bucks a month, what I just rattled off. Yeah, Maybe a little less. Right? You're going you're gonna to find out. People are finding out now that that whole cutting the cord thing, the, you paid, what, you, what you paid for in cable is what you're is exactly what you're going to be paying for to have all the content you want. Yeah. So because you're going to be paying for all these individual streaming services. And yeah, this is why this is why I disagree with this model, because, again, this is Disney hoarding Disney content. But that's all Disney has is this content. If I don't care about your content enough to have a subscription and you don't give me a diverse enough option between all of your platforms, or if I live in a country where I can't actually, like, right, this is the only thing that I can see because Disney content varies in news. I mean, Netflix content heavily varies in New Zealand as it does in the US, right? We don't get nearly as many movies in New Zealand with a Netflix account that you do in the US. You just don't. So now you start turning this international, but again, I go to Spotify and I can listen to any music anytime for the most part, regardless of where I am. And I think that this is why this model doesn't work and why people won't buy this, because I would still say now it's still easier to download Mulan and steal this movie than it is for me to legally obtain it between all these different scripting services and paying the 30 bucks. I'd much rather spend that time just finding a torrent and downloading the movie. With music, I stopped feeling that. I used to I used to download every single album on my list. I mean, I've got I'm going through my stuff now. I've got probably a couple of terabytes worth of music. Wow. Right? And then it got to a point, it's real funny because I look at this and I just stopped in 2012. And then I looked and I go, Well, that's when I started my Spotify account. I just stopped. Because I'm like, this is a thousand times easier. I go to the gym, I can put on random, and it's going to play almost every single song that I would have had to download and scour over the internet to find out all these different albums and make a collection of songs, right? Like, it just, I don't have to store this on an iPad or on on an iPod or my phone, right, that only has 32 or 64 gigabytes of data. I've got two terabytes of music. How am I going to carry that with me? Just stream it. A thousand times easier. With movies and television? This is going to become a giant problem, which is why I don't think this is going to do well, and why and why the studios aren't going to adapt to this because they're going to they're going to make more money releasing things in movie theaters when stuff gets back to normal. They just will. Well, I think your issue is more the streaming on top of it. I think they they've isolated this thing in a bit different way where they're going to just the appetite of releasing things because this is going to come to streaming in December. Yes, like that's when it'll be quote unquote free. It's not free, but it'll be included in this subscription at that point so if you can wait then you get it then but if you want it now it's the same thing like i liken it to the movie theater because it's just like it like we need but to if get I want our- it now because this is on streaming i can get a quality hd rip of this movie in about 10 minutes illegally and don't have to pay Ill- illegally don't have to pay a dime Right. Why would you not take that option when this is, again, you might be like, well, I've got Netflix. And I'm paying money for Netflix, and I really want to see this specific movie. Am I going to sign up to Disney Plus to watch one movie? Or am I just going to spend the time and download it? Because you have to have a Disney Plus subscription to watch this movie and then pay the 30 bucks, right? I can't just pay 30 bucks. I believe so. That, that's the only thing that's kind of weird, which is why not put it out on do what Universal did? And just put it out on VOD day yeah, one. Yeah, I just pay you 30 like, bucks and I just get to so see it. I just it pay you 30 yeah. bucks from, yeah. I mean, you only have it for 24 hours at that point. Then make it a little bit less. Then maybe 
do the twenty dollar rate that they well, like, did that's with what Google does or like, YouTube. I, I, paid, whatever, I, whatever it's called now, right? I think I paid twenty bucks to watch Trolls Two. Why did I do that? Because I like Trolls One. Okay, <laughs> I, want, I wanted to support it. Okay, it's very it's very simple. Was Trolls Two as good as Trolls One? No, it was fine. But I, I and and I own Cats. Okay, oh, that was Jesus. the only way to watch that shit was I had to buy it. All right, because I'm not. Gonna you, you know how I watch cats, and again, again, this is from someone in the movie industry, right? This is, I mean, I w- I'd argue that it's not taking money out of my mouth, but it kind of is, right? Because I get paid by you watching these movies, right? People make more movies, they pay me money to add stuff to them. I downloaded it. We were gonna do a review on it. I downloaded it. It took me ten minutes. It took me ten minutes to find it. Download it. That's, that's why it. you didn't watch the whole movie because you had no skin in the game. Yeah, exactly. Why should I? It sucked. Um, so like, if I'm going to pay never, now, now you're never going to get to work on a cat's movie. Who cares? Whatever. Fine. You're never going to get to animate, you know, cats around people's live faces. It's like- but, but again, like, that's the thing, like make it so easy. And again, I look, I really commend the fact that somehow, and again, I think this just comes when the music, the artist and who make music, that stuff became so like, they got such, they're not as reliant on the big, um, music companies on the big you know contracts the record deals as they used to be because we could make we have the equipment right now that if me and you were talented enough we could totally make an album right but they, like don't it make any money. Money. they don't get any money from that like the but money they get money you- but they get yeah. money concerts they get money from concerts and appearances and shows right which don't exist anymore which don't which again right now they don't exist anymore but i guess that's the point is that like again beyonce's still making some money out of releasing music the way that she wants to, right? She has control of how she releases this stuff. She's able to do these big, giant music videos and all these productions that, again, they're spending money to do, but she controls so much of this content herself that you just don't see, and again, maybe it's just because it ca- it takes way more people to make a movie than it does to make an album. It just does, right? Like, you can make an album with 10 guys. You know, I'm talking like producing all of it, mixing, oh, doing man, all the work. BTS music videos, man, that takes, that's gotta be a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> But like this, like making Mulan, right? It's thousands and thousands of people. So like I get their problem, but this whole, the way that they've sort of fractured this of who owns what content is going to drive people away from this stuff. It just will. It's just going to be easier just to download what you want because like, hey, I really like some Disney stuff, but I don't want to watch Little Giants or I don't care about, you know, whatever random thing is on Disney that they pull out of the archive. You also need to look at this at a lens of who has Disney Plus up. fuck ton of people have disney plus and, Do they? and those people want those people are the people that are interested in a mulan movie because they've already subscribed to the people who get into disney plus i think you fall into a few camps you either there actually there's three right you either like disney for you know the the classic disney stuff there's your yep. mulan target audience mm-hmm. then you have then you have the star wars people who probably don't care and then you have the the marvel people who probably don't yep. care other than that, like that's it. But most of think about anybody with kids who has Disney Plus. Like I can tell you what my, I mean, I, again, I'm talking about a very small subset. There's very small sample size. But what do we use Disney Plus for in my family? Well, my Disney Plus gets most used to entertain my niece. So yeah. those are just playing cartoons. Guess what? She'd probably be interested in Mulan, maybe the animated movie. It's PG-13. Maybe it's a little too much for her right now. She's two and a half. So, but then again. There are, there is that audience. What about a kid who's like, you know, five to seven? That's probably what you're talking about. That's your target audience. You saw the cartoon. All right, cool. Here's the other version. It's the same. The, the, the amount of people that have Disney Plus is enormous. You're talking millions. 
But and again, like, you... but just imagine Netflix doing this same type of, and again, this is why people are upset about Disney Plus, because Netflix has, re- people have released movies and content on Netflix. I would say that Netflix works a lot more like the Spotify music model than Disney Plus does, where Netflix you bring your content. Netflix doesn't get to make this argument because no Netflix movie has had a production to the level of a of this movie. And they when the economics get into play, is that true? That argument goes, I, I, I believe you. I, I don't know if that's true. I are you I sure? Will, like like I, the Martin Scorsese movie. I am ninety percent sure. The Martin Scorsese movie with Robert De Niro. Let's see that movie. Uh, the Irish- the Irishman, right? That movie wasn't cheap to make. Let's see. So the budget for the Irishman was 159 million, but they also released that in theaters. Oh, okay, okay, not- just fine, fine. The budget was 159 okay. million. That we thing was on-, on Netflix the day that it came out. Wait, no, hang on. Well, I didn't realize. What do you think the budget have, of the? Uh, I have a okay. general idea of what the budget was for Mulan. Actually, I have a general idea of it. All right, well, it's but- 200 million. Okay. Okay. So fair enough. You're right. You're right. But again, that's pretty close, right? Like Netflix is spending money. Don't let's act. Let's let's not act like Netflix is not spending. That they're not oh, getting a hundred million dollar project. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, like, you can't. They do it because they can, and people will buy it. And I don't think. And this but again, none of those like, movies. I how much money this movie is actually making in China? None of those movies. Yeah, and none of those movies force me to pay thirty bucks extra to watch it on Netflix. That's the again, that's the kind of the point I'm making. Like, you can go. Like, do you think if The Irishman released today, that Netflix would charge you more money to watch it again, like to watch it and say, hey, well, otherwise, wait till December when we're gonna make it on our free part of Netflix. But you know, or the free in quotes because you're still paying for a subscription. But let's say they released The Irishman and said, hey, well, you know, it can't be released in movie theaters. You got to pay thirty bucks to see it right now. I'm trying to find Netflix subscribers. So they the, have the thing, the thing about Netflix though is that they infamously don't give numbers on anything. No, they do. They say how many subscribers they have. Yeah, but that's a pretty much it. Like you don't have you don't have as much of an idea of how well the Irishman did on as Netflix. Of last they year, they had hundred. Okay, so they had a hundred forty six forty eight point eight million globally. Yep. So then. And that, and so this is where the economics come into a play because you have that much, you know, you, you had a 10, you're literally, they're literally making like a billion, at least a billion dollars. Absolutely. But month. how much money is Disney plus making? Like Disney plus, saying, Disney plus subscribers. Let's see how many subscribers they have. Yeah. Um, um, uh, let's see. Number of Disney plus subscribers. Yeah. 60. So they hit 60.5 million. So they have less than half. Right. But again, that's that's not chump change. And you're telling me that they can't no, at, at half the price. So they're pulling in a quarter, basically a quarter okay. of that. Yeah, I, I don't know how much Disney Plus cost. It's <laughs> like seven. It's seven dollars. So you're talking about right. half the half the users, half the revenues, and you still have this hundred sixty dollar, hundred sixty uh, this two hundred million dollar bill that just sent that just hit the equation, right? Like not all of Netflix's movies no. are two hundred are a hundred sixty million. And I would say that the majority of them aren't. Right? The majority yes, of them. I aren't. think I think they probably invest in those movies for award seasons, so they maybe do five of those tops. Tops. I would say so two. One, I would say one, that they have two tent poles a year film as far as Netflix is concerned. They probably have some TV sh- again. Like Netflix wins a lot of right, Emmys and stuff. They don't right, win right yeah. movie budget. Yeah, but but again, no, that's a movie that's a Will Smith movie. That one about yeah, orcs and him. I would around. say that's probably around one hundred and fifty, maybe even one hundred and twenty million, if I had to guess. Ninety million. 
Okay, there you go. Yeah, even less. That's that's like what you'd look at as a Netflix blockbuster movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tentpole for them. That's a tentpole movie that that holds up you something that you release specifically around Christmas time. And again, Netflix is changing this. But look, I just find it interesting that like Disney is going with this model. I don't think it's going to work out well for them because this. I bet you if they did this for Black Widow, they'd have a much different response. I really good or bad. Good or bad. Good. Good. I think that I think Black Widow did this because Marvel fans. Because Marvel fans. There's an interesting thing between the three fan bases that you mentioned, right? Like the Star Wars fan is sort of the legacy, like historical one, right? Like that's the thing that brings families. Like, I mean, again, I'm I'm saying it's very general, right? Like the Star Wars one is like, hey, I watched the original Star Wars movies and my kids is into the new one. And then my, you know, their kid is into the even newer one, right? Like, so you can sort of get these generational leaps between the lore of Star Wars. It's not necessarily the content. It's the universe that you buy into. Right. So the comic books, the games, the the uh, the whatever it is, the Clone Wars, the cartoon stuff. Right. So that stuff just brings in, hey, it's a new Star Wars thing. They can make the Mandalorian that really has nothing to do with anything. It's just a cool new thing that's set in this universe. Back in October. Marvel, Marvel fans are probably the most supportive out of all of Disney's fans. Like the Marvel most consistently fans, good. Yeah, that's... that's my point. Right. Like the Marvel fans go hard for all of that stuff. Like Marvel's fans go extremely hard for all of that content. Um, and I still believe Black Widow, while, while it might not be on the level of a Black Panther or on the level of an Infinity War, right? People still would go out to just support everything that Scarlett Johansson has done for this universe that they love so much. So they'll go support that movie. The interesting thing about the classical Disney fans is that the classical Disney fans hate the new stuff. They love the classics. They don't want, they, they'll see it out of curiosity, but like the Lion King's a perfect example of this, right? Like how many people still will tell you that the movie that the Lion King that came out in 1993 or 1992, 91, whenever it came out, is like their favorite movie of all time, right? And then this new thing comes out that star studded. It's got Donald Glover and it's got Beyonce in it. It's got all these people in this movie and it's critically panned, really, other than the fact that, like, well, it looks good, but oh, it's kind of dead. I just watched the original movie. You'll get the same, you'll get a better version of it, right? Like, same with all these movies, Beauty and the Beast. Um, and I'm assuming Mulan's no different, where you'll watch it and go, yeah, it's fine, but I'd much rather watch the one where Eddie Murphy was a dragon. Like, their fans, the classic Disney fans, don't like these new remakes of this stuff. And you have this controversy on top of it that pulls away just the curiosity of, well, no, I really don't support china government i'm not going to support china yeah i think this movie is going to do terrible under this format because you've got the two worst fan the the worst fan base out of your three right now as far as making money for you and you've got this controversy that alone will just people go well i don't want to pay 30 bucks for something that's controversial right just out of a public stance is being like well i don't really care about it anyway so why would i pay 30 bucks so it's interesting because i don't think it's going to do well at all and i hope that this doesn't give disney sort of saying well then we're not gonna release anything then because you guys don't support the stuff we release, and Disney is petty like that. I I'm gonna take the other side. I think it does well. I think uh, while talking about it, while thinking about it, I've decided I am gonna get it. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, so I'm you're you're it. so you're doing this just to see, because just to make me wrong. I mean, I've been wrong so many times on this. No, podcast. let me let me explain. Let me explain. I was wrong. I've, what else have I been wrong? I've been wrong about a lot of stuff. I don't know, but let, let me let me explain. The, 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 the Deadpool was a big one. The, the flag Deadpool, you know, so uh, the, <laughs> the uh, here, here's my rationale. 
Um, because I, I was thinking, I'm like, man, do I really want to, this thing is like political and all this stuff. And do I want to support that versus my, cause I, I support the model. I just want to get more content. And if this is how, if this is, cause whether I saw the movie in the theater or whether I'm going to watch at home, I'm going to have to pay something on top of the subscription I'm already paying regardless. Right. Fine. So, so the cost doesn't necessarily be the shame as far as the moral thing goes with, I think it's just petty. You can call out the woman and do whatever you want, but a movie is more than just its lead. Like the next build is Donnie Yen. You got all these other people in it. It's like, well, they, you know my like, feelings, right? Like you have to separate the art from the artist. You have to separate the art from the artist. But you don't need to do that here. You're talking about one small but fraction. She's the lead, the though. Like, come on now. She's the lead. Like, she is Mulan. The, the name of the movie is Mulan, and she plays Mulan. Like, that's hard to dismiss. You can't just dismiss this by going, well, there's other people in it, right? It's not like Infinity War, where you've got this giant cast of characters. And let's just say Robert Downey Jr. is a massive racist, which he isn't. But let's just pretend that that's one of these things. Well, he's he's, he's going to be around for a while. He's got time. Yeah, if he comes back as if he comes back as Black Panther, then we'll see. Which would be which would be funny. Oh like, man, if he, if he's he went in Thunder, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as Black Panther, like he plays that actor playing to. Oh man, you know what? I I wish this was twenty years ago because I actually want to see that. It's bad to say, but I would love to see Robert Downey Jr. in blackface playing Black Panther. I, I'd watch it because it would be hilarious. Um, but now you can't you can't do that. <laughs> if you did that now, that that's the end of everyone's career. Um, but yeah, I, look, man, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see this doing well. And I think that you're miss like, again, it's, it's Mulan. The name of the character is Mulan. This is about, again, this is like supposed to be an empowering, this is a Disney princess movie really is what yeah, it is sure. at its core, but it's very along the lines of brave, right? Where you have pretty much like this soldier warrior, who is sort of told you need to act this way to be the the princess. Again, I don't remember the exact story of Mulan, but it's something along those lines where it's like, well, you're not allowed to go out there and fight. And she decides to kind of do it anyways. That's generally like the the course of the movie, I believe. Some diehard Mulan fans gonna tell me I'm wrong. Um, but that's kind of what it is, right? So like if you're talking about this empowering movement about freedom and you know doing the things that you choose, and then you've got this her at the core of basically what the people in Hong Kong are trying to do. And she opposes it as a person, and she's playing a character who basically would probably be on the side of Hong Kong. Like that's, I think you're going to get a lot of people who go, "Well, now I'm not supporting this because she's a massive hypocrite." That's fine. I, Do I think thing. I don't think I don't think that's a majority of people who would see this. I think I I really believe it is this specific movie because otherwise a lot of people just don't care about Mulan. They just I don't think, care. I think any of these boycott efforts, if anything, it empowers. It's just more publicity. Again, I, I think we're back to the. I think we're back to the conversation we have multiple times on this, where it's like this whole idea of cancel culture really bothers you. And I think no, this, again, is, this isn't about cancel culture. I just think that, like right now, it's getting review bombed. So the Metacritic what, what, score is, is like that is that is. But this is can, this is this is the epitome no. of cancel culture. You are canceling no, no, a movie no, it's the same, because I'm going to like person. I'm going to liken this. To, I'm going to liken this to what I know. All right. And what I know is that The Last of Us 2 was the best selling PS2 game. I mean, it was a PS best selling PS4 game, um, like by far, right? It got review bombed and it had Metacritic scores in like the twos and ones because every because of all the because of all like the alts, the alt right. But again, those people are such a there's such a loud there's such a loud minority. These but people are talking the about it's not though. The people talking about Hong Kong are not a loud minority. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the people 
I'm not saying that those who think it's a righteous cause, I agree with the cause. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I am, I'm aligned with Hong Kong and their interests. I'm pro Hong Kong, pro their independence, all that stuff. hundred percent full throated. At the same time, the minor- I feel like it's the vocal minority who are actually going to boycott this thing and review bomb this thing because of one person. I, I really do because I think most of them are it's it's just that same Twitter it's that same Twitter active uh, activist thing where it's just like, well, yeah, I'm saying it and then you just get a little curious and you're just like, all right, whatever, I'll check it out. Well, look, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, by Monday, yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. Like we'll box see. office, quote unquote, if they do box office numbers. And again, the thing that I don't like about this is that it's very easy for Disney to sort of hide these numbers because normally it's the, I don't think they can. Netflix is publicly traded as well. Do you know how many people watch Netflix shows? Do you know what their numbers are? The people who make the content don't know. Oh, no, but They'll that's different because they're, they're not paying per show, but they have to talk about subscribers. Sure, subscribers, but I'm, again, Disney this, can say you the same thing say, about we had thirty. We had people pay thirty dollars for this for this movie. Why would they? They just have to give. Hey, our subscription numbers went up. They could, right? I don't think they will, but they very easily could just go like, "Well, our subscription went up, and that we think that's directly credited to Mulan." Well, here's you here's don't have proof. to say how many people are spending them. Like you don't have to because it's your subscribers. You'll know if it's a success if they do it again. If they do it again with with uh, Black Widow, nah, I don't next, believe that at all because I think the, the Marvel fans are. And again, success. Marvel Marvel controls its own destiny. Marvel's much smarter than Disney is a kind of gun. I understand they're the same, but the people running Marvel are not going to make some of the mistakes that maybe some of these other production companies are going to make. So it's Jungle Cruise, them. Jungle Cruise is Disney, right? Was that supposed yeah, to be next? Disney. Okay, yeah. so then but again, again, with- but I again like Jungle Cruise. Other than the fact that like The Rock bought the XFL. Like, well, there's no con again. It's just the fact that there's this controversy surrounding this and specifically this character. Like, I'm reading this thing from The Guardian that says, well, while many Chinese citizens support Liu or Liu, the film, which tells the story of, of a fearless young heroine who fights for her country, has been used as a protest symbol by the pro democracy movement in Hong Kong. Um, in August, when the prominent Hong Kong activist Agnes Chow was arrested under the national security law, social media users described her as the real Mulan or our Mulan. So, like, they've already even got someone else who's in this place by being like, that's not Mulan. This is Mulan. Like, again, I just think there's so much stuff. And, again, your target audience is China and Chinese people. So, if you think that, in general, Chinese people are going to pay for this, then you might be right. Where the people who live in mainland China who maybe support the the Republic of China are going to pay for this. I don't know if it's on I guess they might be doing this in China. It has to be. They have movie theaters open in China. So maybe it gets released in movie theater. So look, I just think it's very interesting. I don't think that this is going to do as well as I think this is along the lines of Beauty and the Beast territories, as long like at least in Western country, right? Like I believe you're going to make this money in China. You just will because it's got Chinese people in it, and China supports their own. I don't sure. think that this is going to be That's this sure. world. And again, and I think Disney's going to keep doing this because they don't have another choice. You can't let a movie like Black Widow sit on the shelf because of the virus. You're going to release it. You just are. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's And that's what I'm hoping for. And that's why, like I said, my my purchase would be more to support the model because I actually think it's good. Yeah, I, I, I personally just not going to support it with something I don't like, with something I don't care about. I don't care about Mulan. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Fair enough. That's it's completely <laughs> different than all the other points that you were trying to make. Right. right but again, I'm but yeah, we're talking about me personally. Me personally, I'm not even gonna pay for Black Widow. Like you'd have to really give me something that I want to see. Um, the Bond movie. 
come up with a model for that, I'll probably pay for it. Oh, dude, that trailer. It's great. It's great. I'll, I'll pay for the Bond movie. Wait. I'll pay for the Bond movie. I'm not paying for this. Fast, Fast and the Furious, the next one, I'll pay for that too. But I'm not paying for Mulan. I'm not paying for Marvel content. Universal, Maybe. man. And then the ones with trolls. Like if Fast and Furious was supposed to come out after Trolls, I bet they would have released it on VOD. But Vin Diesel was probably like, no, you need to see my family in the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, I mean, we are going to do a little bit of a reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. Can, I've got a hypothetical question I want to ask you of what you of what if you were in this position, what would you do? Okay. Do you want to just do that or do you want to? Yeah, first sure. So look, um, I can um, just. Here's the AP headline. Report Trump disparages U.S. war dead as losers and suckers. Uh, To paraphrase, because they've been talking about on CNN all day, of course, and I get the article. So it was the Atlantic who reported this thing. And basically it was in uh, 2018. uh, Trump was supposed to go to this this, uh, cemetery, this American cemetery in France. And he basically said, why would I want to go? They're all a bunch of they're losers and suckers or something like that. But he and at the time he blamed it on the weather publicly. He said he called his wife, even though his wife was with him at the time. And yeah, they they two people, I think, have come out and corroborated it and saying it's true. The big guy who would be able to corroborate it or say, no, it didn't happen would be John Kelly, who was the chief of staff at the time. He has not said one thing or the other. So whether or not that silence means he said it or whether or not it didn't TBD is not taped. It's not, there's no primary source that this actually happened. So, but honestly, based on the report, it, it's probably true. He probably said it. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. Because, again, I, and I honestly believe that Trump says stuff just to get a laugh out of people. I, I started believing that. Like he said stuff, that I think he just he just blurts it out because he wants to get a rise or a laugh. Again, he's performing a show. Every time or he talks, not even a laugh, just uh, just anything, just a yes. reaction. He wants a reaction out of by saying because a lot of times he says stuff, and again, that's why it's always off the cuff. Why he can't talk from a teleprompter apparently is because he needs this energy of this crowd of saying something goofy or saying something ignorant and getting a reaction out of people. That's just him. Again, he's a giant troll. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what's the hypothetical? My hypothetical is, and I thought about this, right? Because we've talked about this person on the podcast before, John James, right? John James oh, yeah. who's a, who's a friend, family friend. Okay. Again, it's not my personal buddy. I think I've maybe talked to John maybe once or twice that I remember. So you're um, very close. I don't think he, I don't think he, exactly. Very close. Very close. John James, his entire, now again, he's running for Senate in Michigan, right? Yep. He ran for the last Senate seat and lost in 2018. He's running again against the other senator who is up, and he is the Republican nominee. His platform is basically, hey, I was in the military. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And he doubled down on the – like, he is a hard – I mean, hardcore Trumper is hard to say, but – his he never really came across is, as that, but I guess yeah, but he but he is very because yourself. He had Trump Jr. at his rallies. He had Pence. Like he's not distancing himself by going like, "Hey, I understand that the Trump stuff's going on, but hey, people in Michigan, I'm a Republican who wants to fight for you because the Democrats aren't doing their job, right?" Like some of his platforms, like he's against the legalization of cannabis, even though it's legal in Michigan. <laughs> so why he's against it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you'd pick that path because people in Michigan voted that yes, we wanted this to happen, and then he is still against it because reasons. What do you do if you're him? If your platform is basically, "Hey, I was 
I graduated from West Point. I fly helicopters, right? Like I'm a mil. His thing is all about the military. I fought for our country. I want to keep fighting for you. Um, he calls his subscribers co-pilots. Like he is all about the military, and this happens. What do you do? If, if you're his campaign manager, what do you do? What do you tell him to do? Double down. Because really, it doesn't. Because it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Like that. It, it, nothing's ever mattered. If the if things mattered, then yeah, you would distance yourself away from Trump and be like, yeah, I don't I disagree with that. But you know, it'd be best if you just were fucking honest. Like this is why both sides are irritating as are irritating as hell because they're just going to dig their heels in no matter what. But this is one of those things where for some reason they just can't think independently from this asshole because it's pretty easy to say, yeah, I. I he shouldn't have said that. Let's just say that. Say that. Yeah, he shouldn't have said that shit about McCain um, four years ago. But hey, we all voted for him when he said that. So eh, if you said that, I'm cool with this too. Don't forget, before people voted for him, before he said, before that before that tape uh, was dropped that said, oh, grab him by the pussy or whatever, it was after that point, while he was on the campaign trail, that he said, John McCain wasn't a war hero. They say he was a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured. So... He said that about John McCain. That is the Republicans guy. He was their presidential candidate. He was tortured for six years in a as a POW. And he was like, and, he, and that's just like one of the most disrespectful things you can do. Now, anybody <laughs> with integrity, anybody it's with not. integrity would walk away from that and be like, fuck that guy. But because we're in politics, there is no integrity. And because now Trump is leading this cult of of lunatics, that all of a sudden becomes okay. Like you can't but, spin but again, that he, said, like, he I, said that thing. And now this other thing, on top of that, he literally said the same thing two years prior before he said that. They've known about it for four years. So whatever. It just gets brushed on the rug. And based your, on the media cycle, this will be completely forgotten in a week. Your campaign logo has a has an Apache helicopter in it. Like, how do you, you can't, I don't think you can, like, again, I can see if you're just a politician, right? You're just like, look, I happen to serve in the military. You know, I'm a veteran. I care about my country. But his entire platform has been like, hey, military, military, military. like, I'm watching, I'm on his Twitter now, and there's like a logo that pops up with with the helicopter plane spinning. (laughs) He's just, he's, he's doubled down so hard on the fact that he's a military man. And then Trump comes out and basically says, anyone, I mean, he basically said, anyone who signs up for this crap is a sucker. Why would you ever do this? <laughs> Which, again, I don't necessarily think that he's wrong, right? Like, that's always the problem with Trump. It's like, I don't think you're a sucker if you sign up for the military, but I think we're right to question. I can see if Trump was like, look, I think we spend way too much money on the military. I think we should scale this back a bit. I, I think a lot of people would be like, Trump's not wrong. He shouldn't have said it that way, but he's not wrong. Why do we spend more money in the military than we do in education and healthcare combined? But the fact that he's got people who are running for this, you know, for these offices who are doubling down. The only thing that John James has as a platform is the fact that he was in the military. Let's see how much do Apache- So I'm just curious because look, I what you said is 100% correct. That's what you do. You double down, you deny, you ignore. You don't even say you shouldn't have said that. If someone asks you, you go, look, guys, I support our military. 
You know me. Yeah. I was this, 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 this. You don't even say Trump's name. You just say, I support this. But what do you think about what the president says? Hey, I don't want to get into what anyone else says. I believe in this. Right? So it's very easy to swat this away if you're him. Maybe he's going like, I obviously care about our veterans. I've seen it. And then you go into your own diatribes and stories about who you know and, you know, the things that you've seen when you were serving your country. And that gets away. That gets away from the Trump stuff. But the fact that, like, this is, like, he's basically called you a sucker. Mm-hmm. And do you just kind of ignore it? Because I guess you want to get elected, right? Like, you don't really believe, you don't care, you know, who knows what any of these people actually believe in. I don't know what the Republicans believe in at all. I really don't. Like, as a party, I don't even really know what they believe in other than, like, anti-minorities. Anti-Democrats. Like, basically, it's just like, anti-Democrat, they're anti-woke, they're anti, they're anti-PC, all this stuff. anti-anything. That's the platform that they go on. And what they're for is law and order, I guess. But you have this guy who seems to do things illegally all the time. They're also pro-Christianity, which is weird because the head of your party is a guy who's cheated on two wives. Two wives? Uh, and and cheated he's on three. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's cheated on, yeah, well, true. He's cheated on two and divorced him, and then he cheated on three and, and still whatever. For now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um you know, they, what else are they for? Let's see. They're, they're pro-life. That's also aligns with the whole Christian values thing. So they're, so they're anti, you know, women's rights. Um, they're pro guns. You got to have your guns. Except when minorities have them. Well, you know, they look, they look more <laughs> There's threatening. There's a line somewhere. That's why. There's a difference. They're pro-police, you know, Blue Lives Matter. By the way, I heard the best retort ever for Blue Lives Matter. I mean, it seems so obvious, but, you know, I'm white. So, um, but it was basically like the, um, you know, Blue Lives don't make sense as a concept. Police weren't born <laughs> as police. They chose yes. to be police. Yes, absolutely. Whereas black people were not, did not choose to be black. They are always black there. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a pretty good, pretty good retort. So I'm looking at John James thing. More importantly, let's talk about this. He's talking about that Apache helicopter in the back. I counted yep. seven. Okay. <laughs> seven, seven Apache helicopters. Okay. That that's at least $140 million. That's a lot of money. That he has $140 million. All right. I wondered how much that costs because you think about what that could actually do. You think the, how much would the military hurt if it didn't have seven Apache military helicopters? Not one bit. <laughs> You get rid of seven Apache helicopters. You put the hundred forty million dollars into I don't know. Let's call it something crazy: healthcare, education, <laughs> stopping the coronavirus, like anything. Yeah, like wouldn't wouldn't that be pretty cool? The whole pro military stance is super weird to begin that's with. That's my, but that's but kind of my is, point, right? Like that's his. I'm like, it's don't odd. disrespect these people. Like they are, they are doing some. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I got, I got a weird. I you got to support the troops, right? Of course, of course, support the troops. I mean, I, I guess here's the point, right? Is that you support the people in the military. You don't have to support the military because you can support the people. And again, oftentimes they're poor, they're minorities because again, you get a lot of benefits through going through the military, right? You get free school, you get a lot of the GI Bill, you get health care, right? So there's a lot of veterans who get really good health care that they wouldn't normally have access to unless they were, you know, former service members. So the people themselves, right? And this is the problem is that Trump has attacked the people. He's attacked John McCain personally for going like, hey, look, oh, I, don't forget, I, I forgot to mention the, uh, the Gold Star family, um, those 
that um, that uh, that husband and wife who spoke at the Democratic convention. Yeah, yeah. He he talks shit about them because well they talk shit about them. <laughs> about yeah, but him. again, like that, that's the thing, right? Like, which, like which, so I'm just very curious if you're. This is why I just wanted to give the hypothetical of like if you're a dude like John. Because again, I think running on the platform that you're that you were in the military is a strange one in the first place. Um, because it's sort of like so you're, you're supporting your country. You serve your country, really country which is Tulsi Gabbard or uh, yeah. or uh, Pete Buttigieg would have been our nominee, but clearly the Democrats don't. There's support a lot the of troops. people. There's a lot in of America. people. Yeah, there's a lot of people who were in the military who are in other parts of government now. I, the guy he's running against served in the military. <laughs> Which is why oh, it's that's, funny, that's right? A really weird platform. Yeah, but this is my point of like this is his platform. And so, like, the one thing that you're running on, right? Gary Peters, I believe, served in, I believe he's a Marine, or he was a Marine. Um, that's who he's running against. But, like, I can see, like, if your platform is this, because you're just like, hey, look, you know, the military's getting a bad shake, all these things. I don't think anyone's really saying that, right? Everyone tends to sort of unilaterally go, oh, we got to support the troops. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we got to support the people in the military. That's just one platform. And then Trump, which, again, no president would ever say, which is why it's so insane, that Trump then comes out and sort of off the cuff makes these comments about the military, which I would assume Trump would have said if he was a private citizen but he's actually president, which is why it's just super interesting to me of like, do you just try to ignore this because it's your entire platform? That's that's kind of my point. You got a guy that pretty much is anti-military, which again, I don't necessarily disagree with if he actually said, hey, look, I think there's too much money in the military. We could put this money to, I am a business guy, right? I'm looking at the books. The books say, hey, why do we spend so much money going over to these other countries? Again, you throw Obama under the bus. It's Obama's war, even though we know it's not. This is Obama's war. This is Obama's stuff, right? Like Trump had a platform that he could have slowly sort of tried to be the businessman and try to dismantle some of the money to put it even into his own selfish needs, right? Like, let's just say Trump really was a good businessman. The very first thing you look at is how much money you spend in the military. You take some of that money out. You put that money into stuff that's that goes to your own self-interest because military does not serve Donald Trump. It never has. He's not a military guy. Draft dodger. So why not put that money into businesses? Why not put that money into building bigger high rises in your wall and Mount Rushmore and all the other crap that Trump has talked about? Yet he hasn't touched the military because, again, even Trump is smart enough to know, at least in public, you don't degrade the military. Because Which is why this is just such an interesting story to me because it's so odd because we all know he's anti-military. Yet what do you do if you're a dude like John James and that's your only platform is the military? You watch what he does. He does absolutely nothing. He keeps going. Uh, yeah, it's it just interesting. He will do nothing. Yeah. Because at this point, Trump is – he doesn't believe in anything. No, he believes like, in nothing. I, I, and I agree with you 100%. He believes in so absolutely nothing. You can't – he says these – honestly, when he says things like this, these are the things he actually does believe. Yeah, exactly. He, be- he I, believes that the military is nonsense, which again, I, I, like, I, yeah, he truly believes They're that. suckers because, because they died. Meanwhile, yeah, I exactly. didn't even have to go because I was smart enough to not go. Yeah, and he be was, like, hey, they knew what they signed up for. I'm not chasing these guys that they get captured. Screw that. Don't get captured. A, We're winners. During a debate with Hillary Clinton, she's like, yeah, we don't know, you you know, something about paying taxes or something like that. And you pay zero taxes because of something like this. And he's like, that makes me smart. It's like, okay, so then by saying that's you're smart for paying zero dollars in taxes, that means people who pay taxes are dumb. You ask how many people voted for Trump who actually paid taxes who he just called them dumb in that moment they don't get it they're like oh he's so smart 
Trump the doesn't believe in the system. He doesn't believe in anything. He doesn't he believes in but himself. But, but again, that's no, but that's my point, right? Like he doesn't believe in any of the systems that are currently that he's in charge of right now. He doesn't believe in them. And I guess the part that kind of makes me a little annoyed of like he actually hasn't done anything to try and dismantle those systems either. Right? The only thing he's done is just trying to stay president. Well, don't, don't go all, too far. Because again, uh, it's him. It's him. He cares about him, right? He cares about getting reelected. He cares about being able to say, I'm Donald Trump. I'm the president. I proved Barack Obama wrong that I'll be president. That's all he cares about. Because if he really cared about some of this other stuff, I think it would be actually very interesting position if Trump was actually more destructive. Like destructive in being like, hey, so I don't believe in the military as a businessman, and I'm going to take some of the money out of this thing, and I'm going to put it towards business things. I'm going to make us all filthy rich. What happens? Because Republicans blindly follow him regardless of what he does, right? That's their guy. They're in power. He trusts, you know, the Republicans at this point have doubled down on Donald Trump. What do you do if you're on the other side where you go, wait a minute, we're not necessarily against what he's doing. He's kind of nuts, but this isn't a bad thing. Or is it? Like, I think you would completely confuse everyone else if he just started defunding the military. Yeah, of course. But you're not even talking about defunding. Just like, look, no, again, he's just he's just saying stuff, which is kind of the problem, right? He let's just not, talk- let's save, let's not buy ten tanks. Let's put that into education. It's pretty simple. Well, let's let's easy like, not buy like two drones. Like it's that level of of crazy. I don't know how expensive man. drones are. They're very expensive. Kitted out like that, drones like that can 10, bomb are they, stuff. 20, like, are they twenty million dollars expensive? I would assume so. Yeah, I would assume well, that some of these the predator name of them, like how it's oh, predator, predator drone, right? Yeah. How expensive are predator drones? I'm going to be put on the list. The general, there we go. General Atomics. Yep. They so cost, four million for the unit. That's 2010. Program, the program. The, the program is 2.38 billion dollars for the entire program for the predator drone. But is that a is that a rolling total? So that's like. Well, that's since 2010. Six. Yeah. So that's, so that's a decade ago. Yeah. So that's two hundred billion. That's two hundred million dollars a year. Yep. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You just need to get rid of two of them. Just two. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, so you look. I mean, I just find it interesting because you've got a lot of people that run on the plat. I mean, John James is the one that I've seen that's done it the hardest of like. Well, look at this. Look, John, John, John McCain. Yeah. <laughs> go, you, go for he's it. he's a family friend, right? I get, again. He's a. Friend. You don't talk to him. No, but do, but do your parents talk to his parents? They talk to his parents, I believe. All right, cool. And, and again, then, like his is, parents. Now, wait, are, now going yeah. now, just get a little bit of callback here. Do his parents like him or talk to him? Uh, now, like, now, this is some of the stuff that I don't know. His dad's in his uh, ads. Yeah, right? I'm going somewhere. I'm He's going. in the ads. He's in the ads, but I don't know how much. Again, I don't know what the family dynamic is. If they're sort of being like, "Well, he's running for Congress, right?" You you love your kids regardless of what they do. Right. I mean, we just talked about this. You might not like him, but you well, still yeah, love I'm him. Not even going to this point. It was just a simple. But, but, but I don't know. I honestly don't know because but I, I, but I want to know. Like this, do, so you I think, know. do you think that through like a few connections, we could get him to introduce us to Diamond and Silk? Because <laughs> I don't want to have a podcast with him. I do want a podcast with Diamond and yeah, Silk. That's what I'm saying. Get it with them. But I'm saying this is the that's the avenue to do it because they'd probably support him if he's on the Trump train. You know they would, at least publicly. 
So, yeah. sh- so should we work on this? Should I try to get? I mean, my parents will probably listen to this. Let's see if yeah. we can get John James to hook us up with Diamond and Silk. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if, if this happens, <laughs> amazing. It'd be great. They just have to do a live rendition of the song. Trump's your president. Trump's president. I will buy Diamond and Silk. Listen to me. If you come on the show, I will buy a mug. Just one. yeah, but I'll, I'll buy yep. a mug. And I'll send it to John. I'll, I'll pay for the shipping. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> to put that on his desk next to his uh, noodles. They probably dismiss me because okay, I don't so live in America. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and you're black. They probably won't like that either. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> enough of that shit. Let's move oh, boy. Uh, let's do some media therapy here. Um, I want I to just talk a little bit about hockey because that's really been the only quote show i've been watching that's not cnn mm-hmm. um i the flyers i'm a flyer fan as you know they won game five and are going into game seven so by the time i post this game seven will be over the series will be over i don't know what's going to happen the flyers are a terrible hockey team and i do not know how they are still in the series <laughs> I do not understand this okay they won yesterday i didn't watch the game unfortunately i was actually skating at the time don't tell anybody All right. Be cool, everybody. So I didn't get to watch the game, but I was watching the score live. So it went it was two nothing Flyers. And then I think it was tied two two or the or the the, then it went like two two, then three two, then three three. Then Islanders were up four three. Then Flyers were up four. Then Flyers tied at four four. They go into overtime. By this point, I'm on the train home. okay, and I'm able to watch at the stations where I'm transferring because I got Wi-Fi there. And I was like, while I'm looking at the score, I'm like, this is an awesome game. This has got to be like a crazy back and forth ping pong game, right? The Flyers were being outshot 50 to 25. <laughs> oh, this game winning goal was a nice one, though. Nice screen. And this game went into went into two overtimes for them to win. And they win the game the second I open the door to get into my apartment. I'm like, and I'm runs the TV. I'm trying to get, trying to get it on to, uh, to see, to see the overtime, see how it goes. And they score before I even get to turn on my TV. I was like, well, happy with the results. Can't wait to see how they managed to pull out a win. Now, I don't know if that actually speaks to the quality of the team then. Like it is, does the better team always win? Is that in hockey? At the end of the day? No, no, not because, in hockey. Because I'm looking at this team and I'm just like, this is the strangest. This is the strangest string of victories I've ever seen. I just don't understand. How do you get outshot? How do you stop 50 shots on net? I'm, I'm telling you, look, this is why hockey playoffs, and I probably said this on this podcast before, it's the greatest playoff of any sport. Because in NBA, right? Like, watch the NBA games now for the most part. Like the teams that are in there now are the teams you expected to be. Like Miami Heat is a surprise because they're beating the best team in the league. They're beating the Bucks. They just won a game today and their series is up 3 0. And you're like, oh God, they're going to beat the Bucks. But for the most part, LeBron's in the playoffs, right? Houston's in, like the teams that you thought were going to be there are there. Hockey, all you need is a hot goal. All you need is a goalie who can stop the puck. And you can turn. I mean, I remember that run that Montreal had a few years ago. And their goalie basically was unstoppable. Like he let nothing in. It was nuts. Which and is the, the next thing you know of the Flyers. Yeah, which is the which other is year, except this one. 
it's just weird. Hockey is weird because you all of a sudden see a team win and you're just like, wait a minute, why is this team win? This team has no business still being in this. And it's because their goalies made enough saves when it matters. And again, if you got 50 shots on net and you're still in the game and the other team only has 20 and they've let in four goals or three goals, then yeah, your goalie is doing everything he can to keep you in this game, even with letting in four goals. He's stopping 50 shots. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And they just played the weirdest style of hockey. It's just it's just one of the strangest brands of hockey. Are the Golden right. Knights still in this thing? Yeah, yeah, they're still in it. They actually That's my team. That's my team. They played tonight or yesterday. Oh, I got to open Let's this see. up. Look looking at the score, looking at the looking at the schedule. And the Vegas oh, yeah, Knights they, got whooped today. Four nothing. No. Oh shit. They got beat. Series wow. tied three to three. So again, on so many hockey games go to game sevens as well. Um, well, this this was another series similar to the Flyers. The Flyers were down three one. Now they're going to game seven, similar to this Va- Golden Knights series where the Knights were up three one. Now they're going to game seven. So man, there's a, yeah, and a I lot of these I goals are going the in. Knights, the Knights too. are great. The Knights are they look amazing. Yeah, all those goals again, are scored in the third period. That's crazy. And all these all these goals are off of screens, and there's an empty net. So three goals off of screens and then an empty net. So yeah, it's again hockey is very. Int- I haven't watched any of it, but it's it's fun to watch. Again, I'm not watching much sports in general. Like I'm looking at the scores afterwards. So yeah, but they they do some. Uh, the Flyers play a very weird game of hockey. I'm watching the Islanders play. I'm like, wow, these guys are good. But again, the Flyers they they make everything look really difficult, and they um, they just do a lot of silly things. I, I've never seen so many giveaways in a game before. Like these are professionals. <laughs> Yeah, they're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you would never know it. And when they get grooving, it's amazing. Like they really do. When they when they get the when they get everything cranking and things look good, they are really it's a unique brand of hockey that's absolutely phenomenal. But they maybe do that for ten minutes of a sixty minute game. It's mm-hmm. wild. So anyway, um I, I did forget to start off with a question for you. Don't think I didn't forget. I did at the beginning, but here we go. Ready? Who's older? How's that for a non sequitur? John Stamos or Paul Giamatti? Oh, that's a good one. John Stamos. I mean, I haven't seen John Stamos in 20 years. I have no idea what he looks like. Looks the same. Okay, looks, there you he go. Looks great. You want to send your picture? So if he was in Full House in the 90s, and let's say he was in his 20s? So that's 30 years. I'm going to say John Stamos is older by a year. John Stamos, how old? I, I, you know, I look this shit up every time. Yeah, all right. I just thought, yeah, okay, got it. Um, John Stamos is older than Paul Giamatti by four years. Wow. Okay, four years. Would not have guessed that. And he still, he still looks amazing. Yeah, John sure Stamos. Yeah, I thought that was very random. I don't know why I thought about that. I oh, I thought about thought about Rob Lowe, and I was like, oh, Rob Lowe. Yeah, kind they're of kind of like the same. Yeah, I think I think they're also the same age. All right, cool. So, media therapy. Anything you said? Do you you want to talk more about your uh, your return to social media? Yeah, we can. Um, other than that, I'm watching Breaking Bad again, which is interesting because there's parts of Breaking Bad that are really funny to watch the second time. I've only watched it once. I think it's okay. It's Alice's favorite show, but I think it's okay. It's fun. really favorite show. Yeah, favorite show. Um, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, but there's some things with it that are a little jokey. For me, it's The Wire, right? The Wire is my favorite show of all time. The Wire is great. Still great. I guess my favorite um, show would have to be South Park. Yeah, sure. 
Simpsons. Like, there's a lot of shows out there that could be people's favorites. But anyways, um, so yeah, look, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I am a millennial. I hate saying it, but I am. I'm an old millennial, right? Like, I think on the actual spectrum between 80 and 2000, I'm on the old side of that scale. I am right in the middle. And as you're trying to, as you're trying to get idea for things like interior decorating or what to do with some of these things, right? Like the way that you used to do this, I'm guessing back in the day, right? Like you used to get like magazines, like home and garden swatches, right? Swat. You go to a paint store. I mean, you still get swatches, right? But like you used to do all this stuff just by sort of getting magazines and talking to people or really driving around, right? Real estate listings in the newspaper. Knocking on doors. Yeah, like, you know, hey, what's your kitchen look like, right? Like, again, it just used to be a little different how you did this stuff. Or maybe you got a catalog that, like, gave you, like, your kitchen in a box and it all looked the same. Sure. Um, But now, right, all this stuff happens in two places. Pinterest and Instagram. Go ahead. Pinterest and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Pinterest is a big one. Pinterest is a huge You don't think about it, but yeah, Pinterest. It's huge for stuff like this. Right for like, hey, there's a bunch of images that I've correlated. I type in yellow kitchen, and it shows me every different type of yellow kitchen, some that you hate and some that you love. Or I type in, hey, gray desk, and it gives you a million different images with a gray desk in it, right? So it's very interesting. The other thing is that there's so many creative people on Instagram, and this is the good part of Instagram, not the I'm going to walk around in a bikini or workout videos. This is like the wholesome part, part of Instagram? The, cooking, the cooking part of Instagram. That's the I'm trying to make money off you part of Instagram. Me? Um, what? Trying to make money off of me? What are you talking about? No, it's yeah. Easy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like buy this tea that's going to make you skinny. I mean, again, I don't, I mean, we can argue about this. I personally believe that women are more susceptible to getting duped to that stuff than men. Yeah, um, Maybe, but I think men get duped by other dumb stuff. But like specifically Instagram culture and like money being spent. I would assume that women buy more things off of Instagram than men do. And that's a heavy generalization that I've got no information on. I just see sort of what's being targeted towards people. And it's stuff that I'm like, why would I, why would me as a, I never buy this crap, but I could totally see the woman trying to get fit, trying to, you know, baby stuff, just all the things that pop up on Instagram. I totally believe it. Um, But one of the big things that is on Instagram is like design stuff. So, Real estate agents, you know, painters, designers, people doing really creative things with homes and spaces. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's on Instagram. And I haven't used Instagram at all since 2019. And quite frankly, I've enjoyed my time off of Instagram. Now, right. do I do I go back into this? Do I specify my Instagram to be just that content? Um, Facebook for me is still one of those things that I see no point for. None. I don't talk to the people that are friends with me on Facebook. I've actually had more conversations with people through, like, people sending me messages through LinkedIn hmm. than I have through Facebook. People here use Facebook Messenger to talk, but again, most of the people I don't talk to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life, right? Yeah. So I don't need, because again, Facebook now is a bunch of drama where I feel like there's less drama on Instagram, but I don't know. I haven't been on, I don't know if Instagram has turned into a political mess the way that Facebook did. I don't know. So what's the climate of Instagram? Should I get back on? Should I curate my content to be exactly what I want? What should I do? It's kind well, the thing with Instagram is a lot of it now, if you're doing political stuff, because the most part, it's a matter of who you follow, right? You're not just going to see random shit pop up when there's, when the, 
this stuff with um god what was his name um god i'm like blanking on the name when the big uh black lives matter protest started um before he like earlier this year you saw everybody kind of posting stories and stuff about about that event and they do it in these images of text so they basically just write what they're thinking in the image and that's what they do but and you'll also get the other things like when i was talking about like when the whole cha-cha matcha thing was going on right sure they that was all something in. and the comments were all like ah you're canceled you know that kind of thing whatever that sense has completely gone away they don't do any of that no, nobody's posting that stuff anymore so they i guess they're off the hook now and they're cool again i don't know anyway um that's the most you get but if you follow things that are just those things you're interested in, they usually don't deviate unless it's some sort of like, okay, I'm going to use my platform to raise awareness of this thing. But then the next day it's just like, all right, well back to pictures of my Shiba Inus. Yeah. Those, those are the kind of people I follow. Yeah. So maybe it's just, uh, I just need to like literally again, cause I haven't been on it. And again, my Instagram and stuff wasn't a problem. I just wanted to do this challenge to see how much social media I actually need. And I found that I don't need much at all. Like, I really don't. And a lot of it's just because I'm getting old. Yeah. Right? Like, you kind of know can, who your friends are. And you, <laughs> but you, can call it, you can call it to um, to just be the things you follow. So, you know, don't, don't follow people that are just constantly throwing out nonsense. Just follow the things that you need to. And me. So oh. you can see my, uh, my croissant French toast. So it seems like... Should I break this? Because look, 2020 has been a weird year anyway. It's been a real strange year to do this. Yeah, terrible year to do it because it's been terrible. And again, it hasn't been about. it hasn't been perfect for the fact that I am still following news by looking at the AP. Because again, it's hard not to just like completely keep your head in the sand when there's a global pandemic, right? Like, it's a little hard. You, can't. you, can't. you absolutely you can't. You can't. So like, it's not as great as it could be. But I found that social media specifically, like again, I don't know what people are bickering over on Facebook. I have no idea. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's the hot trend on Instagram. I don't know. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on social media as a whole. Um, but it seems you, you like it might be. TikTok. You don't no, I don't need to. I'm, I'm old, man. I'm like TikTok's. It's that's for the kids. The kids I can have it. Once. I don't need to be part of it. Now, now, Instagram does have its TikTok competitor now called Reels, and yeah. uh, it exists. That's it. That's all I can really say about that. I, I mean, I, I don't really know. It, it's. It's all kind of blended together with something like Instagram. I think everybody liked it because it was so small. And then it was like, okay, well now we got stories and it's like, okay, well stories are cool. Now we just do that. And that's also small. And now you have this thing with Instagram TV and reels and all these other things. Which like, I don't, I don't understand. Like there's, yeah, there's like so I don't want to follow most things. of these people. You know, that I probably and It's completely avoidable until you go to the search tab and all the other things. But if you look at enough and follow enough, people that just show home decorating and things, then you're just going to see it. Like if I go to my search tab, I got this random thing for reels, which I don't, I don't know what that what's going on there, but the rest is just like dogs and food. <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess that's the thing. Like even on Instagram, I'm following people that I don't really, I mean, it's not that I don't care about them. I just don't want to see like picture of their kids. Like there's a kind of random stuff that I'm just kind of like, Oh, that's cool. Like, thanks for posting that. But I don't really want to see it. I kind of just want to see stuff on like, should I redo my kitchen? <laughs> like that's what I yeah. So then do that. Follow like home home decorations and things like that. And you can follow hashtags too, because those will pop up in your feed. Yeah. So 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 maybe this is where this is heading, where this is gonna slowly fade off a bit. Um, because yeah, I'm finding that social media when it's heavily curated works, 
it's the non it's the nonsense of being on there 24 7 just flipping through random stuff that i see no need for anymore i just don't yeah um so do it jump back in or pinterest is probably the safest thing to do that yeah because like pinterest is what i'm basically pinterest. doing now yeah pinterest is also lame just picture. <laughs> but uh, i mean sure i mean again like again the first time i really ever used it was now and it's actually very helpful so. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I would imagine this. Like, I looked at stuff when I was working on websites. I would use Pinterest to find some ideas for that, and that was that was always good as a resource for that. But otherwise, but once I stopped doing that, I had no reason to be on Pinterest anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a bunch of people doing some pancakes and French toast and stuff like that. There probably is. There probably yeah. exists on Pinterest, but it's all on uh, Instagram too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's such a crossover on all of this stuff as well. Because if you're trying to make content to make money, um, then yeah, like you're trying to make money off of all of these platforms. So you you basically build a social. And again, I'm sure there's tools that do this for you, where you like post on everything on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of the other platforms, TikTok. You probably have a way of curating all your media so it goes to the right spot, and so you start seeing overlap from this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you should jump back in, jump back in. And I'll tell you what, if anybody else is on Instagram or Pinterest or really any social media, you should just, you should just keep posting about he's abroad podcast. Just don't, you know, just say, yeah, when I'm, when I'm home decorating, I like listening to he's abroad when I'm playing with my dog it's always he's abroad when I'm baking cakes. That's some crazy cake work. I, I don't understand. I don't understand the art of making cakes. And I don't really understand the art of most things. So that's just me. Anyway, we have, we have hit the two-hour mark. Oh, so Jesus. Is, we, these episodes are getting long. <laughs> this, is my, this is my way of winding down. All right. I told you what to do. Get out there. You When you make those posts, you say he's abroad.com. John, how many dollars do you owe today? Let's find out. Uh, let's search. He's abroad iTunes. See if there's any written reviews. Nope. Still five, five star reviews. I see zero, zero written reviews. You owe $0 mm-hmm. right now. There, there you go. go. No money. It's still cool. out there. It's out there. $1 to be determined whether it's New Zealand dollars or us dollars, but a, some form of spendable dollar is on the table. All right. So he's abroad.com. Go review that on iTunes and uh, yeah till next week. This podcast is over. <laughs>